Up, guys, welcome to Fed It Man. Sorry for the delay, guys. As you guys know, it's the Super Bowl, so I had to wait until it was done so that we can make sure we get as many of you guys involved as possible. But we're here, we're live. Let's get going. I was a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. No one else has these documents, by the way. Here's what Fed It covers Dr. Lafredo confirmed. Lacerations due to stepping on glass. Murder investigation. You see him reaching in his jacket. You don't know. And he's positioning. Been on February 13, 2019. You're facing two counts of premeditated murder. Racketeering and Rico conspiracy. Young slime life here and after referred to as YSL. The defendants is 6 9 And then this is Billy Seiko right here. Now, when they first started, guys, 6 9 ran. I'm a fed. I'm watching this music video. You know, I'm bobbing my head like, hey, this shit lit. But at the same time, I'm pausing. Oh, wait, who this? Right? Oh, who's that in the back? Firearms and violent crime. A.K.A. Pusha I.C. violated. In order to stay away from the victim. After Pusha I.C. arrested after shooting at King of Diamonds, Miami Strip Club, injured one this person. Is the, this is the one that, that's going to fuck him up because this gun is not traceable. Well, it happened at the gun range. Here's your boy, 42 Doug, right here on the left. Okay. Sex trafficking and sex crimes. They can effectively link him to paying an underage girl. I'm going to love my 50 and well, the first bomb went off right here. Suspect down a backpack at the site of the second explosion. Inspired by Al Qaeda. Two terrorists, brothers, the Zokar Sarnev and Tamerlan Sarnev. When the cartel shipped drugs into the country. As this guy got arrested for um, espionage, okay, trading secrets with the Russians for monetary compensation. The largest corrupt police bust in New Orleans history. The days of the police are gone. So he was in this bad boy. We're going to go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed It, man. Again, sorry for the delay, guys. As you guys know, Super Bowl tonight, so I wanted to wait until the game was over to go ahead and do this because I didn't want to put you guys in a weird position where I was like, oh, am I going to watch the game or am I going to watch Fed It? So I was like, you know what? I'll just wait. We are starting a little bit later than usual, but, you know, wanted to keep your guys's um interested mind here so uh i got so much guests in the house with me look who it is hello it's me again so it's your girl angie i'm back with my bad english getting better though i just want to say a couple of things for the guys that uh say that i talk too much you can all sit here seriously um <laughs> you can all what sit here yeah What's and the- dance horrible if they want oh that's the saying okay um they understand though <laughs> Okay. Um, never heard I, that one before. That's a unique one. Um, the other thing is that um, I'm reading all your comments, like all the videos that I've made with Myron, and I'm picking up like the cases, like the name cases that you suggest, and I'm writing them like on a list so we can check them later and see like what's the best option for like the next episodes. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, you guys I, keep it up. What What do we uh, got coming? I think what we're gonna do next for you guys is we're gonna a couple of you guys asked for Anna Montez, uh, the spy, who um, provided information to the Cubans. Uh, we know we've done quite a bit of uh, spy case espionage with Russians, but we haven't done one on Cubans for you guys yet. So we're gonna make sure that we go ahead and get that done for you guys. And then also, um, what's the one uh, Depolito? Depolito. Depolito as well. It's just that trying to do a hit on her husband. That was crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the one we watched last week. That remember. we watched, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy and very interesting. Yeah, you, I think you guys would actually enjoy that one. It was a chick 
she uh, put a hit on her husband <laughs> and like the cops like did an undercover operation and caught her and then she tried to like deny everything and it's hilarious. Yeah, that case Myra loved it because that bitch got what she deserved. Oh yeah. That book that that, that, <laughs> I knew that it. actually I knew it. speaking of the, uh getting what they deserve, guys, book is out. Why women deserve less, okay? All right. <laughs> uh, the yeah, it's out here, baby. All this, right. This way like a, a Valentine's gift for you all. <laughs> So give it yeah. to your girl because so that give, she knows. Give it to your girl. Uh, although I would, I'll read this and I'll write like uh, why men deserve less. Sure. After, if, if you say so. Nobody anyway. will read it though. Yeah, nobody will read it. I know nobody will read it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, guys, it. the book it's eight chapters, man. I go into detail about um, you know feminism, uh, you know the welfare state, the government, etc. Why um, why we're at, at where we are now when it comes to the dating marketplace, and I boil it down into nice concise book. Um, 86 pages, guys, and um, yeah, and the studies are all at the back. So anything that's related to, um, you know, why women deserve less, I pretty much cover it in that book. All right, cool. Um, where are we at here? So, yeah, let's read some of these chats real fast. Can you uh, pull them up real fast? Yeah, me, sure. Angie? Um, so... And actually star them, too, if you don't mind. That's something that I just learned from Chris. He's been doing that. Uh, actually, I could I, I could go. Me Stroke Super Sticker, $1. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, and then let's see here. Y'all put L Chris in the you chat. Guys are very funny. We're starting late <laughs> again. It was a Super Bowl, guys. That's why, man. Um, look who decided to join us. That's from Glock Gizzy. Okay, yeah, it's Angie. She's here. Uh, we got here. Um, I'm him, JJ. I bought seven copies of the book to give my co workers. You about to make the world a better place. I appreciate it, bro. And guys, please leave a re review on Amazon. Uh, it officially drops uh, on the 14th, but some of y'all were able to find it and buy it anyway. So I appreciate the support. Thank you. Um, uh, AXMS goes, what degree for an 1811 position or even a local LEL? What happened to be how to be a special agent series? Also, great work on how I look up to you, Myron. Um, yeah, I will do it, man. It's just that the demand for it isn't really there, bro. I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of people don't really care to, you know, get into that career field. Um, but uh, I would say get an accounting degree, my friend, get an accounting degree and apply to every single agency. Uh, Myron, any chance Drake was involved in the exit? Absolutely not. No, I know. I don't think, guys, I know people love conspiracy theories and everything else like that, right? And, and here's the thing. I don't even listen to Drake, and I don't really care for Drake. I, I think, honestly, personally, I think he's a big reason why there's so many simps out in the world, why I had to make this book, what? why women deserve less. Yes, mm, yes. I, I don't I, agree with that. Okay, well, you're I a like woman. Drake. Who cares what you think? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so I, that's my opinion, though. But at the same time, I will acknowledge that Drake is a, ge a musical genius and he will go down in history as one of the best musicians of all time. Thanks. Just because I personally don't like his music doesn't necessarily mean that he isn't talented and he's not a great artist. I just personally don't like it. Now, with that said, that's what I'm saying. I'm even less biased than people would think. I don't think he had anything to do with it. Those guys that killed uh, the ex, uh, ex were just three opportunists that saw him with quite a bit of cash and took the opportunity. You think those idiots are sophisticated enough to deal with someone like Drake and actually do a hit? No, they're just idiots that wanted to get some money. Go ahead and watch my breakdown on, on the X case, guys. I go into detail in it. And, bro, these dudes are out here wearing the same slides on Instagram pictures that they killed, the guy, killed them with. Like, bro, no. These guys are probably some of the dumbest criminals ever. Stupid. If Drake actually was involved in that hit, he would take way better steps to protect uh, himself from getting linked to these idiots. Uh, ordered your book today on Amazon. Will any of those be signed copies or will be signed books be available elsewhere? <laughs> yes, I will do uh, signed copies as well. Uh, Myron, your girl is pretty cool. Oh, look at that. See, they're complimenting you. I uh, can't wait for this case breakdown. Also, my, what are your thoughts on Christina chilling at uh, 
No, man. I mean, guys, you got to understand that uh, Christina assists everybody. She's uh, and and I, she's an assistant for everybody. And I tell her, hey, go help them, go help them, etc. So all my friends, I tell her, hey, help them out. You know what I mean? So that's how it goes. Um, she always assists. Uh, I just bought your book on Amazon. It'll show up on time on Valentine's Day. I'm hyped. Okay, appreciate that. Can you do a red pill crime series? Why it's better to leave your leave than murk your girlfriend or vice versa? Uh, bro, you should know not to do anything to your girl. Just get out of there. <laughs> what the hell? Angie's Coast compliments the show very well. Keep up with the good work. Yeah, she actually studies and, and gets ready for the show too, guys. You're yeah, there I actually off- did like so much, like too much studies today because I found the. <laughs> Oh yeah, she found the crime scene photos. I found the crime scene photos, and I'm very disturbed, you guys. They're I only do this for you. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I don't know if we can. Uh, we, we cannot show them. We definitely them. can't show them. No, but we'll go ahead and give you all the link, though. We could do that. And You're you'll so put sick the link for doing that. I shoot yeah. it, man. Yeah, we'll put the link in here, but only we'll look at it if you want to. You and Lyra went on for four hours. Yeah, guys. Speaking of uh, me and uh, Gonzalo Lyra, go watch that episode, man. We talked about a bunch of stuff that we probably can't talk about on YouTube. As far as like, you know, people that were behind 9-11, a bunch of stuff like that. And I'm also going to have Ryan Dawson on. We're going to talk about the JFK. We're going to talk about 9-11. Talk about Vietnam. We're going to talk about a bunch of different um, theory, uh, a bunch of, well, I'm not even going to call it conspiracy theories because Ryan Dawson actually has like verified proof and declassified documents showing who was really involved. Them boys, if you know what I'm saying, who I'm not going to say on YouTube because you already know we'll get canceled. But you're going to have to watch that on Rumble when we do it with Ryan Dawson, especially the JFK stuff. It is incredible. The links and the ties to a certain state, if you know what I'm saying, that were involved, that that had – how am I going to say this? I'm just going to put it this way. They're, they had a lot of interest in JFK being dead. I'll put it that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. And I, and I can't say here on YouTube. We'll start at the beginning of the podcast here, and then we're going to move on to Rumble once we t- start talking about them boys. Some people if ask, you know what I'm saying. Uh, some people ask when, uh, when is Freddie getting on Rumble. Uh, that is a good question. Um, I'll probably keep it on YouTube for now, but at some point I will have to migrate to Rumble. I, yeah. I understand. So this. we can show these pictures. Can can we show these pictures on Rumble? Yeah, we can. Ooh, on Rumble, we can. We yeah, should get we need Fed on Rumble. That's from Junior Gibbons, and then we got Freedom Mandate. Ordered your book on Amazon. And will any? Oh yeah, that was from before. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, Someone you, call you Lyron Lane. I'm dying. Yeah, I just bought your book on Amazon. Show up on time on Valentine's Day. I'm hyped. Shut, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Yeah, y'all found the book anyway, even though I didn't like give a link or anything. You guys are good. Can you do an RP crime series? Uh, yeah, guys, don't. don't if your girl's pissing you off, just break up. Whatever. Angie Coast compliments the show very well. Okay, we got that. Uh, they like you, Angie. I guess somehow. Some uh, of them. Slippery. Some of them don't like me at all. I mean, I've I've been reading your comments, you guys. Like I've been reading every fucking comment you. You put on there. Some of them I reply. Some of them I just like. But I've been really every one of them. And you'll be hating. Like, seriously. Slippery Beat said, I thought you didn't watch Sports Mind. I thought it was a waste of yeah, time. Yeah, Lane. Lane's. That's my favorite. Oh, LOL. No, guys. Uh, just so y'all know, I was asleep the whole time. <laughs> I didn't watch the Super Bowl <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, Angie can tell you. She was out here researching. I was asleep, man. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. I did not watch the Super Bowl whatsoever. I don't watch sports, guys. Uh, you guys think I'm kidding around when I say that? Like, sports are a waste of time, in my opinion. My humble opinion. It's just that I know a lot of you guys watch sports, so I was trying to be cognizant of that. Yeah, I was I was, I was getting very mad because Myron just woke up. Like, he literally just woke up, and he's this fresh, talking like this. When I walk, when I, when I wake up, like, usually I get, like, ro- a rough voice, and, like, I'm all swollen. I don't get it, man. You swollen? 
Yeah, like I like, oh, your eyes, eyes oh. and that shit. Yeah, well, sucks being a girl. Uh, got the book is good for kids ten or eleven. Okay, appreciate that, DG. Um, Gina, yes, please do Dahlia Depolito. Yes, that's what she saw. Yeah, Dahlia Depolito. Yeah, that's the name. I know. I deserve less, and thank you for the effort you put into <laughs> no! the content for your viewers. Why were you saying that? I look forward to reading your book. Thank you, Angie, for your contribution to the channel, guys. Real quick, with this book, why women deserve less, right? I know it's a catchy title and everything else like that, but you guys got to understand. I'm not saying all women deserve less. I'm saying most women you deal with in the dating marketplace are going to deserve less. But the girls that are good to you, that show effort, that you know help you out, etc., those girls deserve more. So focus on them and not the bimbos that don't add to your life. That's what it is. This isn't a book to be a dickhead or be a misogynist or hate women. It's about figuring out which women are worthy and treating them well versus treating all the other girls that don't reciprocate. Give them less. Okay. Thank you, thank you for saying that. You should have put that in, on your book. It's actually in the first in the first page. Is it? Oh, okay, I yeah, haven't see, read it yet. Yeah, you didn't but even I'll read, read it. it. Stupid. See, look at you making assumptions. You don't even know. All right. Uh, let's see here. We got here. Noah Mills. Hey, Martin, are you going to have Jordan Peterson on FNF? I've seen so many requests for him as well. Ben Shapiro either would be groundbreaking, man. I'll try, bro. But y'all got to understand that we are seriously controversial, man. I used to think like, oh, we're not that bad or whatever. But bro, people be scared, man. People be scared. I I I'll try. I'll try, but I, I genuinely think that uh, some of these uh, conservative people might be a little scared to come on our podcast just because we really be going in. Can you look into the self-deletion of JDF, the Green Power Ranger? Uh, we already did a whole episode on that, uh, on, on uh, Fresh and Fit. Order your book, and I've been posting the link to buy in Discord all day. I appreciate that, Viking. Goddamn. Y'all getting it early. Uh, Andy deserves less words. <laughs> I knew I knew someone someone was gonna say that. <laughs> fuck you! You can dance in here. <laughs> oh, oh man. can I say fuck you on, yeah. on YouTube? Uh, oh, I, I, I already. I guess now we got a yellow check. Congratulations, uh, Nick Fuentes will be good. Yeah, I'm gonna bring Nick Fuentes on, guys. Don't worry, we're definitely gonna bring Nick Fuentes on, uh, Ryan Dawson, all these guys, uh, 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 and have some base conversations. Um, probably won't be able to do the entire podcast on YouTube because you know we're gonna talk about them boys, but uh. But, you know, when, once we get into that topic, we'll go on uh, Rumble. I'm a big fan. Watch streams weekly. Looking forward to read a book. Uh, why you don't invite GG33 for a debate? He is a great debater and has a lot to say about Matrix Tate numerology. I don't know who that is. So <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't invite him because I don't, don't know who he is. Uh, Peter Ryle. I appreciate that. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and start getting into this case. Um and you want to give them a little bit of background on who who Jody Arias is real fast, and then we'll get into the documentary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was a crazy bitch. Actually, listen what to the, this, Mario. Listen to the, this. Listen. Can you do it in a professional manner, please? No. I know you'd be making fun of these women, and you enjoy saying they're for the streets and everything. No, but, but listen, listen, listen. Oh, I, I have I have actually like a good story why I'm calling her a crazy bitch. Okay. So this ahead. crazy bitch actually got like a bunch of songs like she's not a singer or anything but like people have wrote wrote songs about her like plenty of people so today i posted a story on instagram like promoting the episode that we're gonna do tonight and i like i just i, I just put there like crazy bitch this crazy bitch just killed her ex-boyfriend and shit right and i put like i picked a random song and the first song i i got there actually was like you know written um in the name of jody like they were thinking about her really <laughs> yeah it's so random and it's so <laughs> i just read it right like right now and there's actually oh the, the other fun fact is that i found a guy that is called travis alexander which who was like uh, the name of the guy that she killed her yeah. ex-boyfriend yeah that 
he's um a singer or apparently i don't know if he's, if he's using his name or whatever but he wrote a song called jody arias mm, in 2016 which is crazy wow there are plenty of songs of these girls out there you should you guys should like you know do your research it's pretty it's pretty fun strange all right we'll, we'll get into it real fast um all right guys so we got here murder of travis uh alexander uh, Travis Victor Alexander, born July 28, 1997, born, uh, died June 4, 2008, was an American salesman who was murdered by his ex-girlfriend, Jody Ayn Arias, born July 9, 1980, in his house in Mesa, Arizona. Arias was convicted of first-degree murder on May 8, 2013, and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole on April 13, 2015. And we're going to go ahead and cover this case, guys, and you guys are going to see how wild and crazy this woman crazy really bitch. was. Uh, now, this comes from JCS Criminal Psychology. As you guys know, I like this channel quite a bit um subscribe like the video uh support them and uh we're gonna go ahead and start getting into this is a longer documentary we're gonna play most of it maybe not all of it because it's two hours um but yeah and then it goes here sorry is this book good for my son about 10 um <laughs> yeah yeah no because i i do i mean yeah because i don't go like I, I go more into like how society was set up and how it used to be versus how it is now i talk about modern feminism versus how it used to be so yeah, a, a kid, a teenager can definitely read it. I like it's because it tells you'll you'll see in the book. Um he'll learn about statistics. That's, yeah, you'll, that's for sure. Statistics, yes. Absolutely. Statistics. Uh and then guys, all right, cool. So guys, from this point forward, what I'll do is all the super chats, I'll hold them on the side. Um, and then we'll have a break in the middle of the of the pod to go ahead and, and read them. But um, yeah. And then last one here, Jared Fogle, uh, Subway. I will do Jared Fogle. Don't worry. I've, I've, I've already researched that case. I have that one ready in the, in the tank. Uh, and then just bought the book. I'll have it Tuesday. Appreciate that, my friend. Thank you guys so much for the support. I really do appreciate it. I didn't think you guys were going to go on Amazon and find the book anyway, but y'all did. <laughs> uh, but it's officially going to be launched on the 14th, uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, Angie, anything before we get into this? No, I already said it all. All right. Name of this is called Wrath of Jody, guys. In the year 1980, on Wednesday the 9th of July at exactly 11.54 p.m., a little girl named Jody Ann Arias was born in the city of Salinas, California, and completely unbeknownst to her doting parents, was destined to become one of the most infamous people in the United States of America. Hey guys, do me a quick favor while we get into this. We got 1,500 of you guys watching right now on YouTube. Please like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Share this with a friend if you like crime documentary stuff. Also, check out um, Angie's Instagram at SoAngelica with two A's at the at end. The end. Um, and show her some love, too. Uh, I'm sure she'd be happy to get a dick prick from you guys. No. All right. <laughs> no, I won't. From what we know about her behavioral sequences, and despite what her defense team would later want you to believe, there's virtually nothing in Jody's childhood that can be linked as a contributing factor to what she would eventually be capable of. The only thing worth mentioning was that she dropped out of high school in the 11th grade to pursue a career in photography, but it went nowhere. In February of 2006, at 26 years of age, she began a new job as a salesperson for a network marketing company called Prepaid Legal, and it was through this occupation where she crossed paths with fellow sales representative Travis Alexander, a 28-year-old practicing Mormon from Arizona, who also worked part-time as a motivational speaker. When you get someone to the briefing, they say no, that counts. When you get someone fully exposed and they say no, that counts. Every time you get one of those, cross one off the list. By the time the hundredth one's crossed off the list, you won't be able to spend the money. 
He was a very charismatic young man, which immediately caught Jody's attention. They met at a business conference in September of 2006 and began a curious relationship from that point forward. To cut a, a little bit of RP knowledge here, as you guys can see, charisma is a very attractive trait for men to have. And what did the guy do? He did sales. I tell you guys all the time, dating a lot of the times is sales. If you have the charisma and the charm to be able to sell yourself as a man, women will find that attractive, even if you're not the most handsome of dudes. Right. I would say this guy's fairly average looking yet and not the tallest yet. He was still able to get a girl that was fairly attractive. If you guys look at Jody, she's not ugly. Right. Uh, well, you guys are going to see her personality is quite a bit different, but <laughs> you get my drift. Long story short, Jody was in love and Travis was not. They broke up after just five months, but soon after the split, Jody moved from her grandparents' home in Wairica, California, into an apartment just two blocks from Travis's house in Mesa, Arizona. She was at that moment labeled the crazy stalker ex by all of Travis's friends. And although Travis agreed, he would continue having sex with her out of pure convenience. She would show up unannounced on countless occasions, sometimes in the middle of the night, and Travis would let her in every time. It became somewhat of a routine and a dysfunctional situation that neither were happy with. Travis, although he enjoyed the sex, essentially wanted her out of his life, while Jody desperately wanted a serious relationship. And going off the myriad of entries in her diary, she firmly held on to the belief that they were meant to be together. In late May of 2008... Okay, as you guys can see here, this is what, the third episode now, Angie, that we've done where simping will get you in trouble? Yeah. And not having frame? Uh, yeah, man, I mean, this we is another... More. Yeah, this is another example of you got to guys, you got to be able to control the people that come in and out of your life. And the fact that he wanted, you know, box so bad is what he allowed this woman to keep coming in. And that's just an L. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's also that she actually was sick, like fucked up. Exactly. But you should have been able to identify that and get rid of her. I'm sure that's probably a reason why he broke up with her in the first place. But he wasn't able to keep yeah. her out. Yeah. You know, also his friends like helped him out with that bit. Well, you see it. We'll see it in the, in the, in the yeah. thing. But like she was crazy, 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 like yeah. fucked up. All right, let's get back into it. However, she would ultimately have a change of heart. Travis had a work retreat planned to Cancun, Mexico for July 10th. It was all paid for by his employer and allowed him to take a friend with him. Jody knew about this and believed, or at the very least hoped, that she would be the one going. Yet in the last week of May, it became known that Travis was taking another woman instead, a Mormon girl by the name of Mimi Hall, someone that Travis had been romantically interested in for some Oh boy, here we go. Time. When Jody found out, it would be safe to assume that she was heartbroken. It would be even safer to assume that she was absolutely enraged, and the collective opinion is that a specific thought process began to emerge in her mind, one that forged a psychological justification for a certain decision. On June 4, 2008, six days before Travis was set to leave for Mexico, Jody would once more show up unannounced. All we know for sure is that they had sex and took explicit pictures of each other using Travis's new camera. At roughly 5 p.m., Travis would get in the shower and Jody would begin taking pictures of him using the same camera. Then, Moments after this picture was taken, Jody would stab Travis a total of 27 times. She would- Ollie, whoa. Crazy bitch, I told you. What the- 27 times. Guys, that is anger right there. Also cut his throat and shoot him in the face. During the onslaught, Travis's camera took two accidental photographs. The first was taken as Jody dropped it during the onset of the attack. The second was taken as she kicked it by mistake while moving Travis's body. 
It showed Jody's foot and a fatally wounded or deceased Travis. The amount of time that passed from the two photographs was 62 seconds. Jody then spent an estimated 45 minutes cleaning down the crime scene to make sure none of her DNA was left behind. This included wiping down the victim's body with a cup of water and a cloth. She also deleted the pictures from Travis's camera before throwing it in the washing machine. She would then drive back out into the desert and leave Travis a voicemail for the purpose of placing herself away from the crime scene and giving herself an alibi. Holy guys, hold on. So let's get this straight. She she they she goes over to the house, right? As usual. They hook up. She takes pictures of him while he's showering, okay? Then she basically out of nowhere starts stabbing him, right? 27 times. Cuts his throat open, by the way. I saw the photos. They're pretty bad, okay? Horrible. Yeah, they're really bad. And then she uh <laughs> then she starts to clean the crime scene. Oh, she shot him. And she shoots him as well in the head. Yeah. Right? At like point blank range. And you guys are going to see when she shot him in the order of how this happened. And then she says, cleans up the place and then she drives and leaves a voicemail in an effort to leave. Um, but, uh, like have a, uh, an alibi. But this girl was very stupid as well. Can you press the button? Stupid? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah She yeah, was really you. stupid. I, I got my favorite one so right here. The, you stupid. She was stupid as fuck. Like the only thing that was missing from the crime scene was an actual photo of like a selfie of Jody with Travis, like there yeah. in the shower. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, she messed up there with the um with everything. Yeah, she messed up quite a bit with um what she was doing. Um, hold on, guys. I'm getting some of these links here for y'all. Uh, because what I'll do is I'm gonna go ahead and put some of these things for you guys in the chat. Um, so you guys can see the crime scene <laughs> you photos. You guys are sick. You're asking for these photos, man. Yeah. Like they're horrible. Okay. They're worse than the other ones. I it's uh, it's the ones on Murderpedia, right? Mordepia, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Here, let me shout out to Mordepia. Yeah, 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 we got, yeah, shout, shout out to Angie for finding these pictures. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's worse, these pictures, the fact that Angie went looking for them and actually found them. Yeah, I, I wasn't even looking for that. Yeah, yeah, okay, bro, stop the cap. You, you were definitely looking for them. Yeah. Stop the cap. All right, let's keep going, guys, and I'll pull, put a link here in a second. So I already talked to her, so uh... So this is her leaving her voicemail. This goes to show you guys the sadistic type of woman this is. She's driving to another state on the phone to try to make it look like, oh, yeah, I wasn't there. I didn't do nothing to him. No, the other thing, she sent, um, she, she called the police after the the killing uh-huh. to tell them that she wasn't, like, a suspect. <laughs> and she was, like, very insistent on, like, taking their, uh, to for them to take her uh, DNA to check the crime scene without oh, yes. her knowing, like, she had her DNA all in the crime yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. She she thought that she, she, she thought that she'd be safe, but she even said this like um, Travis was like lifting weights, like he wouldn't be able to like for me to kill him because I'm a lady, I'm a girl, I'm like a minor. <laughs> she was so fucking, she was so fucking crazy. She will say like dumb stuff to the police to you know. They're like, gonna see. They're gonna see. Yeah. All right, here. Uh, but guys, this is what she left uh, on the um. Uh, this is the voicemail she left. Go back if you want, but it's not necessary. Guys, 
here to prevent me from going into the three digits. So fun, fun. Tell you all about that later. Um, also, we were talking about when we were talking about your upcoming travels my way. I was looking at the May calendar, duh. So I'm all confused. Um, Heather and I are going to see Othello on July 1st, and we would love for you to accompany us. Let me know, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Jody would then drive to another man's house in Utah by the name of Ryan Burns and stayed the night. He would she belongs to the streets. later testify that nothing seemed off about Jody's behavior, only that they kissed and engaged in sexual intercourse. Travis's body was discovered by Mimi and her friends five days later, the day before they were supposed to leave to Cancun together. How long were you there trying to get into the house? Um... Just, you know, a couple of minutes, I banged on the door, ring the doorbell over and over again. Nobody answered. I was, I was scared that something might be happening to him because I knew that he had a stalker. Travis's friend on the phone um, suggested that we go in through the garage and look for him in the house. And then as soon as they said that they saw blood, that there's blood everywhere, I stopped looking and said, he's dead, um, he's dead. And so immediately I called the police. After the news of Travis's death broke the following day, Jody called the police and offered to help with the investigation. She was then transferred to the lead detective, Esteban Flores, of the Mesa Police Department. The most notable detail of the phone call was that Jody agreed to provide a sample of her DNA. Over the follow Stupid. following month, forensics were able to uncover the deleted photos from Travis's camera, and despite her best efforts, discovered Jody's DNA all over the crime scene. During this time, oblivious to the evidence that was building against her, Jody would post multiple pictures of her and Travis on Facebook, alongside emotional messages to Travis himself. She even sent his family flowers and a letter expressing her grief over his death. The Mesa Police Department launched their case against Jody on July 15th, 41 days after the murder. Detective Flores would be the one to conduct her interrogation. He had spoken with her once over the phone and was present when she was fingerprinted and swabbed for DNA. The Siskiyou County Police arrested Jody at her grandparents' house at 7.35 a.m. and only said they had a warrant for her arrest without giving further information. She was placed in handcuffs and didn't once ask what she was being arrested for in the six-minute drive to the local police station. What makes Jody a and guys, just so you know, this is kind of a trend. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but on a couple of the people that we've uh, covered, uh, Grant Amato, her uh, people that pretty much it's pretty much known that they're guilty. They almost never ask why they're being arrested. I don't know if y'all caught that. Mm -hmm. And she's one of them. And you would think I'm getting arrested. They're taking me from another state here. I'm getting put into jail. What am I being arrested for? Any logically sound person want to know. But she knows the back of her mind. Oh, okay. They got me. It's because of probably my boyfriend. Uh, let me go ahead and come up with a nonsensical story, which you guys are going to hear here in a second. It is wild what this woman says, bro. The lack of accountability is startling. Areas stand out among the many cases in the realm of true crime is the manner in which she attempts to navigate the system. She seems to believe that if she presents herself in a certain way and adopts a very specific character with very specific traits, it will give her the best chance at evading the consequences of her actions. In her mind, this character is a soft-spoken, sweet-natured, God-fearing individual, yet to everyone else is quite possibly the most universally annoying person to ever abide in the history of existence. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh man. Yo, keeping it real. And you guys are about to see why here in a second. And I want you guys to pay attention to the body language in this interview. We're going to break it down as well with the announcer.
In the next moment, Jody will hear Detective Flores approaching the room. She will then abruptly place her head on the table to make it appear as if she's sleeping. She will now notice the detective has instead walked past the room and then revert back to her regular sitting position. For whatever reason, Jody wants to appear as if she's in a far calmer state than she actually is. She wants the detective to believe that she's relaxed enough to doze off, when she is in fact extremely alert and anticipating his arrival. She places her head back on the table to feign a placid state once more, and you'll notice her left shoulder hovers in what looks like a very uncomfortable position for just over a minute. She then hears the external door open, at which point she takes a deep breath and then fully rests onto the table. Do you remember me? Of course I do. <clears throat> All right, now you guys are probably wondering, yo, why did they wait and leave her alone in the room for a bit? And and what's the strategy there? Guys, the strategy is to kind of build anticipation and to make them nervous, right? You leave them in the room for a bit, and then when you do come in, a lot of the times, right, if you're the interviewing investigator, you know, you take the handcuffs off to try to build rapport and begin the interview. I traveled all the way up here to come talk to you because. And keep in mind, guys, this is not even in his jurisdiction. He basically used another police agency to go ahead and get her because when you're a state or local law enforcement officer, you have police powers in your state only. In other places, they may or may not recognize you as a peace officer, but he was able to go ahead get the arrest warrant for her and then travel to another state to go get her um <clears throat> on a murder warrant so in her mind she's like whoa what the hell this guy is all the way from arizona and he came out here because she remembers him remember she had she had given him dna thinking willingly that they wouldn't be able to link her to the to the crime scene which was very stupid but mm -hmm. let's keep going yeah i've been working on travis's case ever since it happened mm -hmm. okay and i know exactly when it happened, when he was killed, you know, a lot of details. And just recently, we found quite a bit of evidence. I'll discuss that with you. The main thing that I'm looking for, though, is answers on why certain things happened, why they went so far, and also get your statements. Okay. <clears throat> um, She's brought to a police station in handcuffs and now just told her arrest is concerning the death of her ex-lover. An innocent person sitting in her position would want immediate clarification as to what exactly is going on. Jody doesn't inquire further, just gently accepts to cooperate after being given a very vague, yet highly accusive clarification of the situation. A lot of details on this case that haven't been released to, to the public and not even to Travis's family. And those details are known only by us and the person who did it, okay? And, and that's one of the reasons I'm here, is because I believe that you know some of these details. And I think you can help us. I would love to help you in any way that I can. Okay. Um, because we're here at the police department, the sheriff's department here in, uh, was it Siskiyou County? Siskiyou. Okay. Um, and you're considered 
uh, under arrest or detained, you're not free to go. And I'm a police officer. I have to read you your rights. Okay. I'm sure you've heard them on TV. Yes, guys, this is standard procedure. Uh, your Miranda rights, a.k.a., you know, you have the right to remain silent. You say it can be used against you in a court of law. You know, if you don't have the if you have the rights of an attorney, if you don't have the funds to, you know, have an attorney will be, you know, provided to you, blah, blah, blah. Basically, regardless of the agency, whether it's the state, locals, feds, et cetera, everybody has to redo your Miranda rights anytime you're being detained or you're arrested and you are not free to leave the situation and they're asking you questions that can incriminate you, okay? They must meet, read your Miranda rights. And if they don't, anything that they gain cannot be used against you in a court of law. So obviously at this point, she's under arrest. She's not free to go. So he has to read her, her Miranda rights uh, and then go ahead and go into the questioning, which at this point, if you ever find yourself in a situation where the police are reading your rights, you say, I don't want to talk. I want a lawyer. And you shut your mouth. That's what you do. Okay, guys, you don't talk to the police ever. Okay, this coming from a former federal agent. You don't speak to the police. You do it with your lawyer present and something in and uh, and some kind of deal at hand or something going like that. But don't speak to the police without an attorney present ever. Okay, ever, ever. That's the best advice I could give y'all. But this woman thinks she's smart, thinks that she can actually get around the law. And you guys are going to see what happens here in a second. Uh, you know, I have to read them off this little card here. But they're pretty much the same. And I'll explain them to you as we go, okay? And, uh, you know, if, if there's a question that you don't want to answer, you don't feel comfortable, you can say no. You know, and, or, you know, you can elaborate as much as you want. It, it's completely up to you. It's at your speed. I don't want to pressure is you. Is this recorded at all? Or um, should we? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, know if there's a recording or anything. I don't know if these are voice recorders. I noticed them. They have video. They have audio or batteries. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't think they're on. Hindsight allows us to recognize this is simply an attempt to appear innocent. She seems to think that if she appears confident enough to recommend the use of an outdated voice recorder, that it will seem as though she has nothing to hide in the eyes of the detective. But it's just bizarre. If the detective wasn't already certain of Jody's guilt, he would most certainly become suspicious at this moment. Jody's mind would be racing here, yet she desperately wants her exterior self to appear calm. She's so focused on having this nonchalant disposition that she completely fails to realize her behavior doesn't match the situation whatsoever. She's in a state of hyperarousal while feigning a state of composure, and the end result just looks very strange. It gives reason for her unusual infatuation with a voice recorder, and also for her oncoming sitting position which really can't be described, only compared to a sea lion peeking over a rock. <laughs> Yo, this announcer is hilarious, bro. Seriously. <laughs> or the narrator, excuse me. Not on, so what I want to do is just get to the bottom of it. Everybody wants to know. Okay. And Bro. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you can tell, like, she's just like, this is really poor acting. You know, so I'm going to ask you some questions. You can voluntarily answer them if you want. Okay, is that cool? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Angie, you made a good point there. What, what did you say? Go ahead. She looked like she's kind of like flirting with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's, and, uh, and that's a good point that you mentioned. I want you guys to observe how she behaves 
with the male detective versus later on, she's going to be speaking with a female detective. She's speaking in a very, you know, soft and calm and feminine voice. She's trying to seem docile. She's trying to appear as though she's really trying to be helpful. She's, she's, um, basically she's showing all these feminine characteristics and traits, right? To try to throw off the detective. And this is how you guys, this is a very telltale sign that this is a woman throughout her life that's pretty much got her way around men and never been told no. Even her ex-boyfriend, who she killed, he she got her way with him until finally she realized, oh, he didn't want to take me on a trip and she killed him. But this is a girl that has rarely, if ever, been denied by the opposite gender, which explains her somewhat entitled behavior dealing with men. She thinks, oh, I'm just going to be feminine and docile and they're going to accept whatever I have to say. Same with Casey Anthony and same with the girl that we're going to watch next week. Yep. And, and, yep. yep good like point. Dahlia. And, and, uh, she what's her name? Same. Courtney Clenny. Same thing with her well. too. Yeah. Trying to be manipulative. Like there, you guys can see here that there's a trend with all these killer females, right? That they all try to manipulate and, you know, show some type of, uh, docile feminine traits to try to manipulate the investigators, especially when they're men. Once again, why women deserve less? <laughs> Book is going to be out. Well, it's out now. Some of y'all already know. But um, that's why you guys need to read this book. All right, real talk, man. Let's get back into it. <laughs> there was some question about you being... Um, well, let's, let's start with this. What have you been up to since, um, since Travis's death? Well, what have you been doing? Um, well, I've been working. Mm -hmm. I haven't been really working in prepaid legal. There's not a whole lot um, here in this marketplace, which is... It's kind of small here. It's small here, and really that, should, that could be seen as an opportunity um, rather than um, a hindrance, because that just means the market is, is untapped in a large way. So I could have if I wanted to, but I have, I'm kind of like a deer in the headlights when it comes to prepaid legal. I, kinda, I just have a fear of just approaching people. Um, You'll come to notice that Jody will go off on these unrelated tangents anytime she has the slightest chance to do so. It's a recurring theme in interrogations for when the suspect is facing serious charges. And the common theory is that it's an attempt at gaining a momentary escape from what is likely the most terrifying moment of their life. Going into detail about topics completely unrelated to the situation at hand essentially delays the onset of their new reality. Forensic psychology views this as a form of denial. The detective subtly nudges her away from the theme of network marketing and onto the topic of Travis. She starts off with a Facebook post she made in his memory. I realized looking back on it that it was kind of, it kind of sounded... And, and guys, let me let you know, when I was an agent myself, this was very common with criminals where um, they would speak. And this actually, I noticed this a lot with the females too. The females were way more, uh, did this way more commonly than the men did where they would go on random tangents and try to get away from the topic at hand involving their culpability with the criminal activity. And, you know, you constantly, as an investigator, it's a delicate dance where you're trying to get the information that you need while simultaneously not scaring them into not cooperating with you because you can't be too hard on them because if you do, they'll be like, oh, I don't want to talk, I want a lawyer, or they'll just like freeze up. But at the same time, you need me to direct an aggressive to a degree where you lead them in the right, you lead them in the right direction to actually get the information that you need in the investigation. Because if you let them, 
A lot of the times, the crooks will go on random tangents about stuff that has nothing to do with the investigation, especially women. Whenever I interviewed chicks and they're involved in the criminal activity, whether they were a money courier or they were moving drugs or whatever, they'll talk about all the crap, right, regarding why they did what they did. Oh, my God, I have a family. I have three kids. Let me show you a picture. Oh, la, 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 la. You know, they'll go into all that crap and try to draw your emotional, you know, they try, they'll try to get at your emotional side, right? They'll try to pull some emotional drawstrings versus keeping it factual as to what actually happened, okay? And female suspects are notorious for this. So I know exactly how this detective more than likely feels, but he's in a very interesting situation because he wants to get the information. She's the main suspect, and if she shuts shuts down, right, it's going to impact his ability to get a confession. It's more like my dear Travis kind of letter. And so I took it down because... personal. Yeah, some of it was <clears throat> personal, not too personal, nothing inappropriate. Just, um, I just felt funny. I think because I'm a photographer, I tend to communicate more with the pictures. So I posted a ton of pictures that I had of him. Um, and I have a ton more that I just can't access right now. And videos and things that I know his family would want. But um, She then explains how it's hard to talk about Travis's death with the guy she's now dating. And we've been talking a lot, and we try not to talk about that because it's kind of like, ugh. And plus, Travis is my ex-boyfriend, but at the same time, he's my friend. So while I'm mourning my friend, how do you talk to your new potential, possible, maybe, person that you might start dating about your friend, even though he was your ex-boyfriend? So it's kind of a gray area. The detective knows she'll happily trail off until the morning comes, so he cuts her off and locks her into the situation at hand. And I'm talking to a lot of people, and everybody's pointing a finger at you. Okay, also very important, guys. Typically, when you're doing an investigation, you speak to the suspect last. And the reason for that is because you gather all your facts, you have your DNA, you have your forensics, you have witness statements, you have potential um, other uh, informants, cooperators, etc. You speak to everyone. Then you go ahead, file your arrest warrant or your affidavit, whatever. Then you go ahead and get the individual. Or the other way you could do it is you get. Uh, a preliminary statement from them in the beginning, interview more people, etc. Then you can come back and talk to them again about the inconsistencies that you might have found during the course of your investigation. There's many ways to skin a cat, but typically the suspect is always interviewed last. When I when, when I say interviewed last, I mean as in like from a suspect standpoint, right? You might interview them at first as like a witness and then find out later on that they were involved in a nefarious activity like someone like a Casey Anthony. But they're interviewed last once you have all the facts because then you can start to confront them with the evidence, which you guys are going to see here in a bit, which is why the uh, detective is able to speak in such a confident and a matter-of-fact position. You know, everybody is saying, I don't understand what happened to Travis. I don't know who killed him. But you need to look at Jody. And sometimes the simplest answers are the correct ones. One of the most fascinating parts of this interrogation is how long the detective allows Jody to cling on to hope. For the first 45 minutes, she will be terrified, yet still believe there's a chance she will be going home at the end of it. The detective will hint at her suspicions and culpability in a gradual manner, yet not directly accuse her until a much later stage. Dangling the idea of hope above someone's head while simultaneously hinting at the grim future that awaits them would perhaps be considered cruel in most other circumstances. Yet on this occasion, it is tolerated for a tactical purpose, which is to allow for as much divulgence from the suspect as possible. 
Her fear will cause her to panic, not enough to the point where she completely locks up, but just enough so that she continuously tries to claw at her own salvation, and in the process will divulge information that will be extremely damaging to her defense later on. And that's one of the reasons I started. And this is why it's so important to let them ramble a little bit, guys, because when you let them ramble a little bit, they feel more comfortable, and you want them talking, you want them to kind of break that shell and get used to flapping their gums, and then you can go ahead and start to you know, point them and lead them in a direction that you want pertaining to the actual investigation and, you know, focusing on the facts. Because he does not want her to shut down at this point. We're looking at you a little bit closer. And over the last month or so, I, I, I've gotten into Travis's life, talked to all his friends, his family. I got a really good understanding of who he is now. And... I got a very good understanding of your relationship with him. Obviously, you weren't boyfriend-girlfriend anymore, mm -hmm. but you were still having a sexual relationship, which... Does his know, family know about that? Just curious. No, his family doesn't know anything. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm interested in protecting his, how he's remembered as well, and... Just for the purpose of integrated context, at Jody's trial, she would label Travis a sexual deviant, a domestic abuser, and a pedophile. He, he truly had... So you guys can see, that was Carol. Not the cow. She don't care about none of that. ...feelings for you. And for some reason, he felt that the relationship between you and him was somewhat unhealthy. He couldn't stop it. And I assume that's probably maybe the same way you felt about him, or it's maybe you didn't understand why he didn't believe it was healthy. No, I, I didn't think it was healthy either, spiritually at least, and probably emotionally, but mostly spiritually. And I think that kind of once you have something that's not healthy spiritually, it filters through all aspects of your life. Her dialogue alters from spirituality to her work history and then to her finances before moving on to her family. Bear in mind, she wasn't asked about any of this. Financially. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. She's just talking to talk, bro. Just talking to talk. As you guys can see, because you guys see this on the Fresh Fit podcast, right? We'll ask the girls a fairly direct question. What do they do? They get into a bunch of words out about a bunch of stuff that is insignificant. But given, a, a, you know, an interrogation where her life is on the line and there's a serious crime afoot. Oh, let me go ahead and get to word salad again. Bruh, hilarious. I wasn't doing well. I missed my family. I moved away um, shortly after high school, and I come back to visit, but I realize over the years I've missed out on a lot of things. My little brother and sister missed out on just uh, their karate or their baseball or cheerleading or... The detective nudges her back to the subject of Travis once more. He asks if the sexual element combined with his religion was the reason the relationship didn't work. Jody then takes it upon herself to recount her sex life history and simultaneously preach about her own devotion to the Bible. I've, I've been, I've had a couple of serious relationships before where I was, where I was intimate with a few people. And it's kind of silly, but I used to always joke that, um, regardless of what the Bible says, and yes, I'm Christian, I just live my life by the Ten Commandments, and that's my, those are my rules, da, 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 da. you know, thou shalt not this or that, but it doesn't say thou shalt not fornicate. So I just, I just used to joke about that. We did pray about it. I remember we knelt by his bed once, and, um, and... Oh, yeah, I'll, I want to say something. Go ahead. So um, this guy, Travis, made her uh, convert into Mormon because he was a Mormon. 
that's why he moved to Arizona because Arizona apparently is like a big stay for Mormons. Oh, know. okay. And so um, when they met, he was like a Mormon already and he wanted her to convert. So he will send her like Bible, Bible versicles and stuff mm -hmm. until she actually like convert converted into a mormon and apparently mormons are not allowed to have um yeah, sexual no, intercourse or yeah, anything none so that's why she's saying all that to the yeah. officer gotcha okay surprisingly he suggested it normally you know we would i would suggest that we pray before we go on a trip or before we eat if we're alone it was kind of unusual for him so it wasn't religion that made him yeah her made her, that wasn't like it wasn't just the religion that made him say yo i'm done with this chick it was just her being crazy I said haram. Oh, it's haram? Oh, yeah, very haram. Haram! Yeah, because he was very resistant to prayer. He's like, so I'd say, will you say a prayer? He's like, why don't you say a prayer? Um, why don't you say a prayer? Why don't you say a prayer? So we'd go back and forth. Joey, will you say a prayer? And I said, sure. And, and Travis was like... <laughs> The detective endures as much prayer talk as humanly possible before shifting the topic once more. He was at a point in his life where he wanted to really start settling down. He felt like he needed to kind of grow up, mm -hmm. you know, become a husband, become a father. Did you guys ever discuss possibly getting married or anything? Well, when we were dating, we did. Okay. Once we broke up, he brought it up. He actually proposed to me a lot of times, but he wasn't serious. Um, Let's move to after the breakup. Oh, okay. What, uh, what kept you? In Mesa at that point. I actually moved to Mesa a few weeks after we broke up. Really? Mm hmm I mean, it was a time period you really wasn't seeing anybody, and then Mimi came into the picture. Um, what did you think about her? I didn't know a lot about her. She seems like a really nice girl. He showed me her picture on Facebook, you know. I don't think she had a lot of pictures on there. Um, he said that he's not sure why, but he's pretty sure that she could be it. Uh -huh. And I was happy for him. Um, I didn't find out about Lisa. This conversation you had face to face with him? Yeah, or... yeah, it was in okay. his room. Um, and he had his laptop, you know, just on his bed. Yeah, this is just wild, the amount of cap that she's doing. And I like how she also is leaving out quite a bit she's, of details. Go she's lying. Like, she knew everything about the girl because she hacked her, uh, this guy's emails. Mm. So she will know everything about that. Yep. Yep. And about the trip and about everything. Yep. So she's 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 uh, only uh, disclosing what she feels comfortable disclosing, assuming the detective doesn't know any better. She moved to Mesa to stalk him. Yep. She, and I love how she didn't admit. She was just like, "Oh yeah, I just like moved there because why not?" Like, and she, she moved like right, no job, no nothing. She moved like ten miles away, like right around the corner, yeah, the corner, something like that. Like she moved like really close to him, to yeah, keep, like to watch him and you know i like how she him. like downplayed her moving over there right and not saying anything about moving there to follow him yeah but you know she's but here's the thing her her uh mistake here is not knowing how much the detective actually knows that's her mess up here thinking that she's smarter than the system which a lot of the times happens with these females like her courtney clenny um uh casey anthony all of them thought that they were smarter than the system and tried to use their female charm on the male detectives and quite frankly it led them to else um, casey anthony's the only one that won but that was because she had a pretty damn good lawyer so yeah. it is what it is um 
Jody is desperately trying to make it appear as though her and Travis were on good terms. But this is just overkill. Jody was labeled the crazy stalker ex by all of Travis's friends, and even Travis himself. The idea that he would show and then discuss any potential future romances with Jody is ridiculous. And, and I truly believe he, he, he does love her so. Oh, he but does. Travis had, had a, it's what you call a player. You know what that means. Yeah. yeah. He, he kind of pulls girls in. He was reluctant to make a, uh, a commitment first off. And truly, he didn't think that you were marriage material. And <laughs> she belongs to the streets. And I don't know why not. I mean, I see you. You're 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 a wonderful girl. You're you know you're struggling. You're, you're trying to, to to make your way through life. And I don't see why you guys couldn't have made it. I you think know? we're just we have. All right, that detective even knows. Now nah, I wouldn't take this chick seriously either. This chick is for the streets. But he's trying to be nice here. He's trying to this call build and report, my friends. We have very different philosophies in a lot of ways. Um, we would argue about the dumbest things. And like, there were so many times I just couldn't wrap my mind around what he would, I could, but, but I would try to get him to do the same for me. Like there was a time when I broke down on the way to LA once and my, my car got a flat tire. So I had at the time roadside assistance because my car was still under warranty. And they pulled, they went to take the car and to change the tire and realized that when they sold me the car, they didn't give me the wheel lock key. Um, and I was kind of hungry. It was dinner time. It was 7.38 and it was dark because it was January. Um, and the tow truck guy said, you know, there's a Denny's two blocks down here and there's a Jack in the Box there. And he was driving me to the motel. I said, is there an IHOP around? Because I really like IHOP. He's like, yeah, but it's kind of like five miles back in the other direction. I was like, yeah, okay. He was like, I can drive you there if you want. And I was like, he's like this short Mexican guy and he seemed really harmless. And I was like, uh, okay. And he... You know, and I asked him about his life, and he had a wife and kids, and so he wasn't flirting. The travels of Jody and the sweet Mexican continues on for another two minutes. The detective then brings Jody's attention to what he already believes was the trigger motive for the murder. So, you know, moving over to his trip to Cancun that he was going to, um, when did you first find out about that? That he was going with me? Oh, I didn't find, I found out about that at his memorial services on monday she yeah. said she found out about it during his memorial services she had on... the nerve to go to his funeral yeah she went to his funeral so she found out there guys which angie just told y'all she actually found it by what searching his laptop yeah no he she hacked him apparently she hacked his computer something found like it? that yeah like <laughs> his emails oh man it was the monday night memorial service you didn't I... know he was taking me i didn't know that i think that's awesome actually Right. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, Mimi had called him a week or two before, and uh, I told him, look, if you want to take somebody else, it's fine, but I have something to tell you. I don't look at you that way. Mm -hmm. I don't look at you as a boyfriend. If you want to be friends, we can be friends. So the side chick denied hit him with the friend zone, but she didn't know that. Detective essentially. So she basically killed him over a chick that friends on them, bro. Holy, what the hell? <laughs> Stated that Travis was friend zoned by Mimi, but he still invited her instead of Jody anyway. What, what kept it to him? I don't understand. Well, moving is expensive for one. So once I was there, I was kind of stuck there. 
Um, but why do you continue to go back to him? You know what he wants. You know that it's not healthy. But yet you continue to go back. And it brings us to this point where we are now. Part of that, part of my... Yo, what the fuck? Someone put in the chat, Lodi hilarious. And someone said, Travis took a double L. <laughs> someone said, Mimi deserved less. Yo, you guys, you guys got no chill in the chat, man. <laughs> what the Yo, what's wrong with y'all, bro? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. I said Travis took a double L. What the hell, man? Yo, what the hell is wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> Yo, this chat is on some demon time. <laughs> All right, let me continue on with the thing, man. My um, perspective now has to do with the fact that I'm going through a repentance <laughs> process that I've worked out with, you know, with my bishop. And he's given me, you know, certain scriptures to read and, and ponder and pray about. And Preacher Jody emerges for another two minutes, going into detail about scriptures and baptisms. The detective then interjects and starts getting more confrontational with the facts about Jody's behavior towards Travis. Obviously, you guys kept this. All right, you guys can notice he can start to be more assertive here now because he's been talking to her for about 43 minutes, right? If you look at the timer on the bottom. So now he's built up a decent amount of rapport. Now he can start um, hitting her with some inconsistencies relationship hidden from everybody else and because uh, nobody really knew about it well there were some people who who i talked to and said yeah they continue to have a relationship even after they broke up and there are others who said who were saying that you had become obsessive with him to the point to where you would uh, go into his house when he wasn't there or when you weren't invited and and he would talk to people saying the detective then starts ramping up the pressure and brings Jody's alibi and road trip into the discussion. Uh, here we go. We talked about this alibi before, guys. Remember, she had killed her boyfriend. And immediately after, when it took a road trip and left a purposeful um, voicemail to make it look like she wasn't involved. She went on a road trip to to meet another guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely for the streets. She killed him and then... That was easy. Then just went over... She belongs to the streets. ...to another dude, bro. The week of the... Well, the first week of, of June, you took a trip to Salt Lake City. Which route did you take from, from there? I was supposed to get on the 15 and go all the way up. Uh -huh. And I somehow got off the 15. Where did you end up? Um, for a while I was lost. And I'm not about sleeping in the car, so I slept for a while. Okay. I'm a heavy sleeper and I sleep a lot. So. But you were on the 15 for a while and mm -hmm. you ended up getting off the 15 somewhere? Yeah, I, I, I looked at the map and I'm pretty sure I know where I went. I went. Can I drive you map? Sure. So this trip took you a little over 48 hours. So, um, I have a problem with this trip. Well, I went first too. Yeah, I know. I know you went down here. I've gone over this trip over and over in my mind and on paper. And 
even if if there's still 20 some odd hours, even if you pulled over to sleep a couple of times. Did I tell you that I got stranded? Yeah. Okay. You mentioned that. And now you guys know why she mentioned that. Oh, I went 100 miles in the wrong direction. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. I wish I had you with me. She said that on purpose so that she can give herself more time because she knows that the, the, the time spans wouldn't add up if an investigator was looking at it. If you slept for 10 hours, I only slept for here and here, it would still leave 18 some odd hours for something else. Okay. This is what people are focusing on, is this trip that you took. Because they're saying she left, she needs to till Thursday. Wednesday? That's when Travis was killed. I did not go near his house, isn't there? Aren't there? I pulled your cell records. Your cell phone was turned off between here here gotcha bitch yeah your phone was off i didn't turn it off physically but it died and then magically you found your charger here it was it was under the act under the seat of the passenger side and it was when i was when you were lost you couldn't have maybe pulled over and found it well i did finally start looking when i was stranded i wouldn't i wouldn't have pulled over when i was lost Detective Flores explains to Jody multiple times over how the trip doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And whether it's feigned naivety or that she literally doesn't understand the concept of time and distance, she pretends to be confused by the allegation rather than actually confront it. This goes on for three minutes before the detective confronts Jody with the evidence of the photographs on Travis's camera. But I don't think you're being... And this is a common tactic by, uh, by crooks, guys, especially females. They'll play the innocent role of, I'm confused. I don't know how that'll work, etc. Because when they're confused, right, it's not as, I guess, confrontational back to the investigator as saying, well, that didn't happen, right? Because people get annoyed when you lie to them straight in the face. But when you say, I don't understand, it prompts them to explain it to you again and again and again, to right? To go whip something. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, puts, it puts the investigator more at a ease to explain why when you're confused. Again, this is her appearing to be docile, but she knows exactly what she's doing. This is a lot of female crooks use this <clears throat> to try to get sympathy and or to get the detective to explain or investigator to explain things to them, even though they know what the hell they're doing. Completely honest with me about, about that trip. I honestly got lost. It's, it's bad timing. Were you at Travis's house on Wednesday? How she is so like calm and collected telling this blatant lie with and remember guys, she doesn't know everything the detective knows, right? He knows that her story doesn't make sense from a time perspective of her traveling. He knows her DNA was there. He has the camera with the pictures of Travis's body that she took. 
So that she tried to delete. That she tried to delete. He has the pictures of them banging right before she killed them with timestamps. Like she doesn't know that he has all this because she thinks that she actually destroyed all the evidence like a dummy. Stupid. <laughs> we were at Travis's house. He has had a sexual encounter. Oh, yeah, you know, here we go. Man, the pictures even have Which, like the time frames of yep. exact time and date. Exactly. Of everything. Speaking of which, we're going to post the pictures. Well, not them banging you, pervs, but them uh, <laughs> of the murder scene photos here in a little bit. You got them ready? Andrew, yeah, you already sent them. Or, you're, or you put them in the chat? Yeah. All right. Let, you, I'm going to send them again so yeah, you can put like, them in and I'll, them. Yeah, put them in right now and I'll pin it, at, pin it at the top of the chat so people can look at the crime scene photos as they listen to the podcast. Pictures. I know you know there's pictures because I have them. Up. Oh. I got the pictures, Jody. I will show them to you. Okay. So, what I'm asking you is for you to be honest with me. I know you were there. Viewer discretion is advised on those photos, guys. All right. Um, they're pretty graphic. So, um, you can go ahead and look at them while listening to the pod. So, you guys know exactly how sick this woman is. Are you sure those pictures aren't from another time? Positive. Remember I told you about the camera? Mm -hmm. The card's intact. Remember I told you that card was destroyed? Oh, he lied to her. The card is there! They got it, man! I didn't want to tell you the truth. And I have pictures of you in Travis's bedroom with Travis. Pictures of him. And... It's obvious you guys are having sex, taking photos of each other, and they're dated and time-stamped on the day he died. Are you sure it's me? I mean, because I was not there. It's you. Now it's, are you sure it's me because I wasn't there? Bruh, <laughs> come on, man. Stop the cap. Even in the face of irrefutable <laughs> facts, she still tries to lie. This shows you guys how ridiculous this woman really is. Someone said it's smashing and it's slashing. Yeah, smashing and slashing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this chat got no chill. They said uh, Travis took three L's. The girl rejected him. He killed her. Or sorry, she killed him. And then she went and smashed another guy. Y'all got no chill in this chat, bro. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Grow up, guys. Grow up. We got 2200 of you guys watching right now. Like this video because this is by far the most lit true crime YouTube channel on YouTube, man. Like the video, guys. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, and let's keep going. And you know it's you. I know all the details of this case. The only thing I don't know is why. Why did you choose to go visit Travis that day? And why did you do what you did? Why, Travis? You did. You hurt him. That's why we're here. That's why I flew up here. Because I needed to talk to you about this. I can just arrest you and throw you in jail, but I want to know why. Why did you do this to him? I wouldn't hurt Travis. He's done so much for me. I know you took pictures of him in the shower just before he died. 
I don't think he would allow that. Mm -hmm. And the camera actually took a couple of photos by accident during the time he was being killed. Really? Yeah, Joey, really. You were there. Quit playing this game. It's time for you to just come out and, I and didn't tell know. me. I didn't know. I did not hurt Travis. I'm not her Travis. Bro. Stop the cow. Even in the face of all this irrefutable evidence, she's still trying to lie. I wouldn't do that to him. The detective then goes on to explain the DNA evidence collected at the crime scene, which includes Jody's blood, Jody's blood mixed with Travis's blood, Jody's hair, and Jody's bloody palm print. You either had blood on your Wow. Look, look, like, bro, what is going on? bitch. Yeah, seriously. Gotcha, bitch. And when you touch the wall, or there was blood on the wall, and you touched blood. Could my palm print have already been there when I touched it? Joey. Joey, this is over. This is absolutely over. You need to tell me the truth. Listen, the truth is I did not hurt Travis. If you want, I can show you some pictures of him. Do you want to see pictures of him? Part of me does and part of me doesn't. Why, because you don't want to remember? No, I Jody. just, there's a morbid curiosity. Jody. I wanted to know how he died. Guys, I, I want to see We something. can keep playing. Um, so for those of you who are watching the pictures, um, that was, uh, Travis was found five days after the murder so you'll see him like coagulated and like discomposing so yeah that's why the the body looks so strange like that and it's discolored yeah. is because they didn't find him until damn near a week after guys and remember it was his girl that friends owned him that found him mimi mimi yep games over and over again i'm not gonna believe you it? I, it's over could it have been my blood from your before? image is not important right now Saving the rest of your life is... Listen, if I'm found guilty, I don't have a life. I'm not guilty. I didn't hurt Travis. If I hurt Travis, if I killed Travis, I would beg for the death penalty. It just seems so impossible. I would beg for the death penalty. Bruh, this girl is wild. Possible. I want to see it. I want to know. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not a murderer, but I guess if I were to do that, I would wear gloves or, you know, something. Okay, let's say for a second that I did. And I say, I did it. Mm -hmm. I mean. Motive is there? A jealousy issue? And I wasn't, I wouldn't even say it was jealous. I mean, there, there may have been some jealousy there, but. Then what is I think it? What anyone, caused this? Uh, guys, this girl who like. If, Slash his tires. She slashed his tires and Mimi's. And also like uh she will hug she will hug like his social media and everything. Like she will go into his house through the dog. Do you know these dog little entrances? Oh the dog entrance, yeah. Yeah. Wait, she'd crawl through that? Yeah. Oh wow. She will like really stalk him. She will like uh she will like uh found him multiple times having sex with like girls. Really? So this she would, was would she just be sitting in the back just watching like mm. Yeah. And she just sit there silent? In 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 different like occasions he will like uh hear something 
and like checked the door and there was Jody standing there watching through the windows. <laughs> what the hell, yo? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm telling you. Yo. Yeah, they didn't mention this in the documentary. Yeah, I'm telling you. Babe. Wow. That's wild. There you go, guys. Somebody put in the chat. She was in there flicking her bean. <laughs> Y'all are crazy, bro. <laughs> Anyone, maybe Travis was jealous, but <clears throat> shout out to Angie again. Some more insider info for y'all. She's like taking writing up a storm over there, taking notes and looking at other websites to find extra info for you guys. But that's wild. You know, that's probably what why she probably did the the crime so violently. Like she probably like she watched them banging other girls for a yeah. while, and it just like allowed her uh, to like build up the rage. In different websites and reports, they say that they think that like tick her was when she found out about the trip to Cancun, because apparently uh, Travis told her that she was going with him, oh. right? So she he actually invited her, but then he changed his mind. Like a month later, he changed his mind and he decided to take Mimi instead. Uh. And she found out, I don't know if it was like somebody told her or she like hacked his emails and she saw it. But when she found out, she that did, was the, that was the that the, was the thing that was the triggering point. Yeah. So she was already mad about him having sex with other girls. She had been watching like a weird yeah. peeping Tom. But what set so, her over the edge was yeah. him promising to take her and then taking that, selling the dream and then taking it back. I tell y'all all the time, bro. This is why a lot of women will get you set up. This is why this guy got killed. He sold the dream. He was very stupid, too, because they will, I mean, they will break up. They weren't together. Yeah. They, they had broken up already. And they she will, like, just show up at his place. And he'll be like, yo, you can be here. Like, we're not together and all that stuff. And she will, like, you know, cry or whatever. And they will have sex. And this will happen all the time, like, several oh, times. Oh, she would cry. Yeah, she will be like, oh, but, like, I love you, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and then he would, like, just fall for it and take her yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This will happen, like, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I guess what set her over the edge was really the lying about the Cancun thing and taking another girl. She didn't yeah. even care that he was smashing other chicks. I think he was. she was more mad that he was going to take another girl on an intimate trip. Yeah. That's what set her off. All right, well, now y'all know, bro. Uh, don't go ahead and promise your girl a trip when she's crazy because you might end up dead. Some of you guys in the chat were saying Netflix and kill. You guys are hilarious, bro. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> That's not what everybody else says. I can prove you were there. I can prove it. But what I don't have is I don't have answers on why it happened. Or, you know, maybe something just got out of hand. Just, maybe maybe things got out of hand. Did you and, find the, the gun? Maybe that would... Tony, we're just playing games here. I'm going to take a little break, but I need you to think about what you're doing here. This is the best thing for you to do is to tell me the truth. It, it's so important that you tell me why this occurred, what was going through your mind, and what caused you to do this. I'll let you think about that. Okay. And I'm going to go look for some pictures, and I'll bring them over, and we'll continue this discussion. Okay? Let me go find them. I'll be right back. All right, while he takes her, gives her a break real fast, what I'll do is um, let's read some of these chats because they're piling up. All right, so Roy Barnes goes, ever thought of changing the Fed, 11, uh, eight, Fed 1811 name to Myron Gaines? Many big YouTubers change it to their name for more exposure when you are being searched. Uh, I'll think about it. Um, long time support uh, of FNF family and hope the best. 
Do you think you guys can do an episode on do's and don'ts traveling to places like Columbia? I already did. Uh, we did one with Casey. Go back and look at her fresh and fit. Uh, just bought your book, Myron. I'm going to give it to my 16-year-old son to read. Shout out to FNF and Angie. Shout out to you. Uh, Girl in the Basement should be done. F'd up story. Yep. Um, City Boy, Fresh's Dog. All right. Uh, no stock left, Myron. I didn't get the book. Uh, don't worry. Uh, S-Pod. Um, I'm going to formally release it Monday night. Tomorrow night, guys. We're on After Hours. Uh, thank you, Myron, for waking me up to reality with your content. Respect from Switzerland. Shout out to you, my friend. Fresh's Dog. The sex from chicks who stalk you is just fire. I don't blame Travis. All right, Fresh's Dog. <laughs> <laughs> the female detective doesn't buy into and called her out on it. Okay. Yep. You guys will see that. Mom, I'm surprised you haven't, you haven't done Richard Fisher growing up. I was told my pops, he's the most wanted man in the USA thoughts. If oh, that's, I got that. I got that. That's the FBI guy, right? That set down. his family on fire. Yeah. I, I think so. I, I, I wrote it down. Okay. That name as well. Uh, she belongs to the highway. Jonathan Hogu. She definitely does. Uh, once LDA, man, I'm late today. Uh, my bad. Mara. can't wait till 12 a.m. to, uh, to, 14 to read the book congrats on finally publishing it also don't publish it on amazon they only pay 361 per book i found out the hard way it's all good bro uh my, my goal isn't to make a bunch of money with the book is to you know aware you guys and what's going on uh curse work rod wanda goes just found out and or- found an order your book on amazon thanks to someone super chat on the stream we'll have it on wednesday haven't read a book since harry potter bro okay you'll like that one you mind any ideas for doing a vid on the triad chinese mafia yes i will i've done a case on the triads as well uh, Ten Commandments, my ass, thou shalt not kill, got thrown out the window. Exactly, my friend, Nordine. Uh, French's dog, imagine getting brutally murdered and people still roast you on a podcast chat. <laughs> Yo. Uh, okay, that was, what, that, was the, that was the link, which is pinned at the top of the chat, by the way, for y'all. Um, don't want to see what she did. Okay. Uh, did. Okay. Peeping Tam. Yep. Uh, Frank J, crazy killer stalker. And these are from all the members. Uh, he sold her a dream and got stabbed in the spleen. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the hell? <laughs> and that's from Cartel. Plus, LDA, don't sell their dreams, just bring them to reality. If you're a high vibe man, you got to deal with having more than one chick around play with just because her just pussy. Yeah, she's not special. All right, fair enough. All right, let's get back into it, guys. Yo, this dude said sold her a dream, get stabbed in the spleen. Y'all, <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> All right, look at the fake tears, guys. Look at that. Look at her strange behavior, by the way, guys, in between. Look at this. This is some strange stuff. careful showing not showing you certain photos because some of them are very bad Travis were here today he would tell you that if it wasn't me another life my job is to speak for Travis right now and everything Travis is telling me is that Jody did this to me (laughs) 
Jody is then shown one of the pictures that was taken by accident while she was in the process of murdering Travis. That's your foot, Jody. These are your pants. No, it's off color because we had to enhance it and the color kind of changes a little bit. That's Travis. This is his bathroom. That is not my foot. Couldn't even recognize Travis. He'd been there so long. Do you have any recent cuts that are healed? Well, my cat scratches me. Little things. These are all her work. You can see. This is her. That's her. I've got scars. She's very, she's a feral cat. All these little things are her. Well, enough about your cat, but there's no doubt in my mind that you were there. There's no doubt in my mind that you did this. None. So you can go and take your blue in the face and tell me you weren't there. You had nothing to do with it. I won't believe you. I want to know why. That's, it's killing me inside. That I don't know why. Seem like there's no reason for it. There's no reason why. There's no reason I would ever want to hurt him. And I have a solid case against you. And I can present it to the judge. As cold as, as, as it is now. I don't know why she did it. Or I can present it to the judge. With your explanation. If I don't, see what happens. Look at her playing dumb now. You don't have to pay the price. So what's the price? I don't know. Don't you know what the sentences are? The sentences that are carried for something? It depends on your situation. How old you are. Depends on the type of crime. It depends on whether you show remorse or not. And part of that remorse is at least coming clean. When somebody doesn't come clean, I don't see any remorse. I know you're afraid, but you're already going through it right now. There's no backing up. There's no backing up to yesterday. He doesn't want to tell her you're probably going to get life in prison there in order to the death penalty, right? He wants to kind of like downplay it or whatever. And she knows what the answer is. She's not stupid. It's just that she wants to hear it from him to kind of really get a gauge of the type of trouble that she's in because she's still living in a fantasy land to some degree. There's no backing up to that day. It's already happened. And unfortunately, you're gonna have to face the consequences. Um, you know, if, if I did that, I would, I'd be fully ready to face the consequences. Um, I'm not, really for things like you know i'm all for the ten commandments thou shalt not kill okay just can't i didn't kill travis i just didn't i did not take his life you need to come out and tell me why this happened i will not accept any other excuses i will just move on with my investigation with my final report submitting all the conclusions and all the evidence and we can just let 
a judge and a jury decide. We can leave it in the hands of a jury. We can do that. That's fine. Would that help me at all? I mean, you can't use them in court, but. Well, then there's no point in taking it. Took a knife to him and couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. And before you knew it, it was all over. And then you panicked. And then you. I would, I've never been angry, that angry at him. Not enough. Yeah, stop the cap. Stop the cap. For that, I've been so far angrier at other people, at other ex-boyfriends. If you guys want to see how angry she was, I pinned the crime scene photos for you guys um, at the top of the uh, the chat. So go ahead and click it. Graphic, you know, viewer discretion advice. You guys are going to see uh, how angry you'll she see, really was. You'll see in the photos that Travis actually fought for his life. Yeah. Yeah, that's and tell me who could have done this. He had some defensive wounds. <clears throat> who did this? I don't know, but if I am, if I go to trial for this, and if I'm convicted for this, whoever did this is going to be sitting very pretty somewhere. Glad that it wasn't them. And it's my job to make sure that an innocent person does not go to jail. But I don't see an innocent person sitting in front of me. Travis has done a lot for me, and I wouldn't hurt him. He introduced the gospel to me. Why is everybody saying that you are capable of hurting him? Everybody says it. I don't know why you So don't tell me that you're not capable. I don't even hurt spiders. What? I kicked a dog once. What? I was a freshman in high school, and I love 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 animals what the what like what the fuck <laughs> yo this honestly guys as frustrating as this interview is to watch you guys get to get a perfect insight as to how crazy and delusional yeah. some of these chicks really guys, are um i want to say like you see how the the investigator is telling her like he's patient um and why everybody thought it was you because all of absolutely all of like Travis friends will tell him that Jody was red flags literally when when this happened when they found him dead the first suspect was Jody yep the first one yep she crazy guys and everybody knew it and now the detective is seeing it with his own you know two eyes how wild this woman is you know what's funny they actually had an intervention sorry they actually yeah. had an intervention with with her and Travis and they told her they told her like friend Travis friends they told her like you gotta leave Travis alone you're a bitch you're obsessed like leave him alone so his friends to to even told her yeah because basically they, they were like telling Travis like you gotta leave this chick because she's like toxic and all this stuff and she was eavesdropping and she heard all this oh wow yeah and they like confronted her and they told her like yo stop <laughs> so so they were telling her, yo, you got to leave this crazy ass chick. She's there listening, probably yeah, in the back, like a peeping Tam like she always is. And they're like, hey, we see you over there. You need to stop this stuff. Yeah, because at the beginning of the relationship, she will be like with him <laughs> uh, all the time, all the time. So they were like, yeah, you got to leave this chick. She's crazy. Wow, bro. Incredible. And one we had this dog, his name was Doggy Boy. And my parents, until this dog that they have now, have never been able to and I don't mean just them. We as a family have never been able to care for a dog properly as far as give it attention and take it for walks and be consistent. 
To save you the oncoming ramble about Doggy Boy the dog, she lightly tapped him with her foot for tearing open the trash, and she's felt so bad ever since that it changed her entire worldview on the animal kingdom. She now apologizes to the dog, through the detective, who's conducting her interrogation for first-degree murder. Can I need to apologize? Bro, oh, yo. Apologize <laughs> for that to him. I know it sounds weird. My relationship with animals is kind of like they're like people too. You know, they have souls. What you need to do is you need to apologize to Travis. She just refused. Yeah, I can't help you anymore if you're not going if you're not going to help yourself. It's fascinating to observe how fast she can switch from one emotion to the next once she realizes a particular strategy hasn't worked. The attempt at elevating her character by expressing how much she cares for spiders and pets hasn't seemed to have any effect on the detective. So she then switches her disposition from sorrowful to analytical as she once more tries to manipulate his perception of her. If I did anything that had anything to do with his death in any way, it's not if to me. I wouldn't. It's not if. It's not if at all. Well, to me it is. I would. I would be. To me it is. He says it's not an if at all to her. It to me it is. This goes to show you guys just the absolute state of delusion and denial that this woman is in, knowing that they got her dead to rights with irrefutable evidence. Okay, they got. Just so y'all know, just a quick recap of the evidence. They find the body. They have forensics. They have DNA that shows that she was at the crime scene, okay? They have uh, pictures, right, that she tried to destroy, by the way, right, of her hooking up with him the night that he died and photos of him in the shower that she took. And then on top of that, photographs that she thought that she got rid of while she was actually committing the act they were able to preserve and have with timestamps, okay? So there is no doubt that she was there at the murder scene at the time of death that aligns up with the autopsy report, yet she is still sitting here saying, I didn't do it. Bro. Incredible. Female delusion at its finest. More than remorseful. So maybe something you're blocking out of your head? I don't think so. I mean, I tend to write everything down. I tend to, I just finished the book, The Road Less Traveled. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, the true definition of sanity is dedication to reality at all costs. Mm -hmm. Well, this is definitely reality. We are sitting here inside an office, the sheriff's department, and you are facing first degree murder charges. What is and you are going to be booked in the first degree guys means it was premeditated means she planned it okay and with the evidence that they have they can easily prove that between her doing the stupid alibi the lying taking pictures trying to destroy the pictures all of that can be shown as premeditated murder and on top of that angie said it earlier she had been watching this guy banging other chicks for what weeks months at this point yeah and she found out about the cancun trip and that is what prompted the explosion and violence. And eventually you will be brought back to Arizona and you will stand trial. That's the reality. And once you realize that, I think you'll be better for it. I've had worse issues with other people. They're all still alive. 
I'm still friends with my ex-boyfriends. They're all still alive. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I'm still friends with all my other ex-boyfriends and they're alive. Oh, that's a great standard. Man, that, that's a good thing, though. This guy, this girl. What the girl hell? She's, she broke up with a guy before getting with, with Travis. I wonder why he's like, with, with what he thought when he found out about this, because she's quite famous now. Yeah, no, definitely. She is. Uh, Joe, do you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All her ex-boyfriends are probably like, I made it out alive, baby. <laughs> I'm still here. I survived Jody. You know, because there's a couple of girls that have come forward saying that they survived Ted Bunny. So I wouldn't be surprised if a, a bunch of dudes came forward, probably wrote a book or something like that. I survived Jody Arias. There's one thing that I can never get out of my head. Ever since the first day I talked to you. Yes. There's an old saying that, you know, someone's just not acting right. Look into it. You have not acted right from day one. You're just not acting right, Jody. You're acting like somebody who's guilty. How so? How so, bruh? You tell me. I know because I've been doing it a long time. It's taken me a long time to, to figure it out. But within the first 30 seconds to a minute of a conversation, I can I know when somebody's acting right. There's a certain way people act. How did I act? Okay. It it's not like think. it's not like TV. It's not anything like that. It's not what you see in the movies. Is it because I'm not crying? No. Now she's fishing for how to act. Is it because I'm not crying? So I, because I can cry right out if you want me to. I have good acting skills. Because of that. What is it? I mean, I'm not going to change how I act. No, so obviously you can't change the way you're acting. You're no, acting. I mean, I am who I am. Okay, but... you're, you're sincere in the way you're acting. But uh, well, how you're, is just, it? you're just not telling the truth. Was it different? Well, it's not really something you need to focus on anymore. After Jody failed her attempts to extract inside knowledge on the best way to behave in order to appear innocent, she then attempts to explain why she hasn't been able to appear innocent. It's not that I'm not remorseful that he died. The reason I hesitate is because maybe this is- Here comes a bullshit excuse. Also guys, before we go into why she's Going to explain why she's not as remorseful as she should be because obviously she's the murderer. And we know this. Do me a favor, guys. We got 2,400 of you guys watching the show live right now. You guys could be anywhere else in the world, but you guys are here with me and Andrew on this Sunday. So, number one, thank you so much. Number two, please like the video, guys. You don't have to just donate a dollar to the show. You don't have to do anything. The only thing I ask is like the video, subscribe to the channel. It's completely free. Support us because you guys know we got kicked off YouTube for about a week. Uh, two weeks ago, so we're trying to get back up in Yao Go. It did set us back a bit, so go ahead and like us because we're probably going to go ahead and crank out another video for y'all after this one. So, uh, you know, going to keep giving you guys a solid content because I know you guys like this type of true crime slash psychology breakdown stuff. Something that's wrong with me psychologically is I think of the butterfly effect, and it's like you could say that the guy pumping gas station, get, pumping gas down at the gas station, could have potentially because you see all these movies, these funky movies where it's like someone in the chest that stabbed that like video, the like button. <laughs> Uh, this affected this, which affected this, which affected this, oh, if he had written this. I know if you had never met him, you'd probably still be alive. That's true. Yeah, that's because you killed him. No, I just can't admit to something that I didn't do. If it would help, if it would help my case and give me an easier sentence, I know people plead guilty for those things. No, and I don't want you to do that. Oh, now she's crying. 
That is the absolute last thing I want. I wish that I had answers. Sorry. There's just no reason. There's just no reason. There's no good reason why this happened. There's never a good reason why somebody dies like this. This seems to be the moment Jody fully confronts the reality of her situation. The anguish she has over her own fate will become visible, yet she will now disguise this anguish as grief over Travis's death. She does this by posing a question. How many times was Travis stabbed? Oh, wow. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, this is some new sick-level stuff right here. I mean, you know the answer to that, Jody, but okay. And if you guys want to see, I, I, like I said before, I pinned the crime scene photos for y'all at the top of the chat. Obviously, I, I can't put them on YouTube. We'll get in, probably taken off. But if you guys want the crime scene photos, go ahead and check them out. Link is uh, in the chat pinned at the top. Um, and you guys can go ahead and look at the photos while simultaneously listening to the pod. More than I want to remember. <laughs> and like the video, guys. Get us to 2,000 likes if you guys can. I would really appreciate it if you could do that. <laughs> I think you're feeling the reality in the moment now. Travis's family is gonna miss out on the truck. <laughs> There's just no reason I would ever want to hurt him. All I know is that I need a story or else it's just cold. It's so cold. But without the truth, I can't paint another picture. And it's going to be up to the prosecutor to paint that picture. And if you want that prosecutor, and I've met him, and you don't want him painting that picture. I, I have to maintain my innocence. I can't admit to doing something that I haven't done. There's no well, I have more work to do. Can you give me a rundown of what's going to happen from here when you leave? Yeah, you're, uh... Like, just... Today, for example? Well, you'll probably be taken across the street to the county jail. Uh, you'll be processed through there. Um, this is a really trivial question, and it's going to reveal how shallow I am. <laughs> but before they book me, can I clean myself up a little bit? You're going to be taken the way you are. Can I clean myself up a little bit? Hey, I need to be on fleek when I go to prison, bro. Come on, man. I can't give you anything else. Do I have to go in handcuffs everywhere? Mm -hmm. It's just procedure. Whether you wrote a bad check or you're facing murder charges, you're gonna go in handcuffs. This bitch what? wanted to do her makeup before getting her What the up. fuck? Yo. Like, what? <laughs> like, yo, guys. See, this just goes to show how wild this girl actually is, bro. Like, what the hell? I didn't hear what? What the hell is going on? Guys, when I was 
watching this uh, originally, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this girl is crazy. And yo, y'all are about to see even crazier stuff here in a little bit once we go to the trial. She's got, it gets crazier. She's got a mental disorder, though. Bro, what? Holy. Yeah. Bro, man. Okay. Guys, like the video. All right, get us to 2,000 likes. We got, I, I see us that we're only at 1.2. I hate asking for likes to stop in the show. Just get us to 2,000. That's all I ask. I wonder how am I still here? I can't breathe. I didn't hear you breathe. Wow, man, bro. <laughs> this girl is a demon time. You guys heard that little evil little laugh that she gave? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo! That rock song from way back in the day came out like 10 years ago. What the fuck is going on? That's all I can think about right now with this, bro. What? Yo, what the fuck? Yo! Yo, yo, could you imagine? Yo, man, I know I'm about to go in for murder one, and I just got done with this two and a half hour interrogation. They know they got me. I'm I, dead to rights. You know what I mean? They got me. You know what, man? Fuck it. I'm just going to do a headstand. I'm, hey, I'll be back, guys. Hold on. Hey. Uh... No, don't. Oh, shit. Damn. Didn't work out too well, but oh man. Hey, you know what? Hey, I'm going down for murder one. Might as well get the blood flow going, you know what I'm saying? Woo! Yo, what the fuck? Angie, what are your thoughts on this chick, bro? You're, you're too old to do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Yo! <laughs> what yo you guys see what like <laughs> she's laughing doing headstands stretching goodness you know she's probably stabbing travis right like uh, when she was doing it like she's probably literally like just uh, you know grabbing a knife like <laughs> goodness goodness yeah. <laughs> crazy bro crazy <laughs> Bumbacad. Still beat me? Oh. Now she now she's starting to formulate her strategy on how she gonna uh get around this or justify. Mm -hmm. 
Jody was then taken to the county jail and charged with the murder of Travis Alexander. She stayed there overnight, and it would be a total of 16 hours. Look at, look, look at the, 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 like the, the look in her eyes. Like, it's just like a blank stare. Could you imagine, you know, your last moments of life, you see this crazy chick? Goodness. <laughs> Bro, holy. Before she was taken back to the Siskiyou County Sheriff's Office, her second interrogation commenced at approximately 9.30 a.m. Just remember, remember. <laughs> One minute in, she already singing to herself. Stand up for me. As I take these cuffs off, um, just go ahead and put your hands down at the waist, okay? The game plan for this second interrogation will be a lot more strategic. Investigators will have studied the footage the day prior and will now have a greater understanding of Jody's personality. The initial tactic is for Detective Blaney to criticize and berate the suspect's character while simultaneously reinforcing fear and apprehension. She makes it very clear from the offset that the suspect's fabricated naivety and sickly sweet persona will not work on this occasion, and Jody's self-esteem will be broken down in a manner that would typically be considered bullying or abuse under different circumstances. This is done so that when Detective Flores returns, it will be a welcome relief, and an immediate rapport will then be attained, which in turn will make the suspect far more likely to cooperate. It's a derivative of good cop, bad cop, and the two investigators execute this technique in a near-perfect manner. Detective Blaney's time with the suspect is essentially a non-stop psychological onslaught, which is sometimes executed in a passive manner, while other times in a far more direct manner. During the latter stages of the bad cop procedure, Jody will be asked if she would prefer to speak with Detective Flores instead. This question is posed a total of five times, and only on the fifth time will Jody finally give in and admit that she would. This will give her the impression that when Detective Flores finally returns, it was all her doing, rather than a calculated and prearranged strategy. Okay. And I would do this often, guys, where um, if I was interviewing a female suspect, I would like to have a female agent with me or a female detective or some female investigator. And the reason why is because the girls can call them on their bullshit and they can't try to use this, you know, uh, feminine energy slash being docile as much right and what i would do is a lot of times i have the female agent or the female investigator be super rude to the chick like hey nah that's not how this goes blah 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 because it disarms them immediately from the bs which you guys are going to see here right now which this is where you know female investigators can come in kind of handy The voice recorder isn't actually for the purpose of recording the conversation. It is a prop to reinforce the perception of Detective Blaney being the enemy and not to be trusted. You'll notice that when Detective Flores returns, this device will be switched off, therefore reinforcing the idea that he is the friend who can be trusted. Today's date is um, July 16th. And Yo, you guys got no chill. Right, OJ was her idol growing up and now for football. What the fuck? My name is Detective Rachel Blaney, um, and I'm here with Jody Arias. Is that how you say your last name? Arias. Okay, I'm sorry. This is just formality, um, and this is, you know, if, if I have to, you know, write up a report of, of what we talked about, at least I know word for word, you know, what you said, and there's no mistakes. Okay. The reason that I wanted to talk with you this morning 
there's a couple of reasons actually. Let me say this: it's it's obvious to me that you know you're not um, uh, you're not our typical suspect. You know, you you come from a um, a good home, a good family. Your parents obviously care about you. Um, okay, she's beginning by disarming her and letting her know, hey, you're not that bad of a person. That was evident, you know, when they talked to him yesterday. Um, and you're a bright girl, um, probably uh, more intelligent than you were letting on yesterday. And there's no question in my mind or any of the other investigators' mind um, that you were the person that took Travis's life. But what I need to know, or what I'd like to know, and give you the opportunity to do, is determine whether you know you're a cold-blooded, cold-hearted um, murderer who slaughtered this guy, or are you somebody that got caught up in circumstances and things got out of control? When this hits the news, um, and, and it will, it'll go to the media, do you want to be portrayed as that cold-blooded, cold-hearted murderer? Because it, the media loves that. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to give you a chance to, to make things right. You know, show the families that you do have some remorse. But when you continue to deny, deny, deny when it's obvious. So as you guys can see, the, the, the female detective is not playing as nice as the male detective. She's going right at her. She gets she starts off by softening her up, telling her, hey, I know you're a good person, et cetera, et cetera. But now she's going at her for being a liar. Straight up. Hey, we know you did it. The evidence points to you. Tell the truth, bitch. That, that that's not the case. You appear to be the cold-blooded killer. Now, I want you guys to notice her body language here, Jody. As you guys can see, she's resting her, um, her head on her hand, right? She has her hand here. And she's not as feminine and as, as docile as she was with the male detective because she knows in the back of her mind, I can't play this game with this girl right here, right? Me using my, you know, feminine energy, it's not going to work to the same degree. And I want you guys to see how she responds to this detective. You're gonna notice that the detective does most of the talking and she shuts down. Why? Because she knows. Uh, hang on, Myron, I want you to answer this. Yeah, go ahead. From your professional experience, why did the detective continue to ask questions and repeat herself despite the overwhelming DNA slash fold evidence? Really good question. And it ties into what we're talking about right now. Can you keep it up on screen? Yeah. The reason why guys is because they want a confession. When you have murders, okay, confessions are extremely important. Now, even though you have a bunch of evidence, right? In this case, they had a fantastic case. I ain't gonna lie. They didn't really need the confession, to be honest with y'all. But the way the detective looks at it, like, yo, I traveled all the way to California, right? Which costs, and I'll give you guys maybe more of the detective's perspective. He had to, you know, get funding from his department. Obviously, this is a high profile case. Every, you know, a bunch of media is involved, right? Getting a confession is a smoking gun that they want because all the evidence shows that. Now, did they need a confession? No, they absolutely don't need a confession. But it's the cherry on top to make the case a slam dunk. And we call it giving a case over to a prosecutor with, uh, with you know, uh, with, a, with a bow, right? It's the bow on the top of the, the package. And also to get, like, mental fatigue, right? What was that? To, to get, like, to, to get them to a state of mental fatigue so they will, like, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, asking the same questions. and Because a lot of times when you lie, it's very difficult to lie to keep um, a lie once. Yeah, yeah, you have to lie multiple times. There's no such thing as lying one time. When you lie once, it means you're going to have to lie multiple other times to cover up that original lie. And you forget the lie a lot of times. So they ask the same question, phrase in different ways to see if they can get a different answer. So yeah. in this case, um, that's why they continued to ask her, even though they had overwhelming physical evidence, which in this case, to be honest with y'all, if I was the investigator, I would have done one day of interviews. All right, you don't want to play. We got enough to get you anyway. It is what it is. But he brought the female in, the female probably watching this, right? Because remember, guys, the detective, right, from Arizona, this isn't his department. He's there visiting. So this woman is an actual detective from this California police department. So she probably watched the interview like, ah, you know what? This BS. Let me get a crack at her. So she comes in the next day. She does this, right? She's going to wear her down, et cetera. She's going to attack, attack. She's going to be much more on the aggressive. And then it's going to be a welcome relief to bring the other guy in, someone that she has a little bit more comfort with. Because remember, guys, she had been dealing with this Arizona detective prior. She, you know, willingly submitted her DNA like an idiot. Stupid. And not knowing that it actually linked her and incriminated her in the crime because she was that confident and that delusional about where she stood with the crime. So now, as you guys can see, she's in the in the hot seat with this female detective, and she knows her tricks are not going to work, which is why she shuts down and she's quiet during this part of the interview. All right? So I want you guys to pay attention to all that. And things are going to start moving real fast here for you. This is kind of a pause, you know, before things, you know, start getting heavy. This is, this is your opportunity to help yourself out. We don't need you to tell us anything. That's a big fact because they got enough physical evidence at this point. And she's, you know, keep attacking her. I'm doing this for you. It's a matter. Well, not really, but you guys get <laughs> That's a typical thing detectives say. I'm doing this for you. Not really, but, you know, they, they're doing it more for Travis to get closure, but it is what it is. Do you want to take control of your situation and paint the picture of who you are? Because you're the only one that knows that. The professional ruthlessness of this investigator is quite astonishing. The demeaning and sarcastic tone she manages to superimpose over straight facts is gripping to witness. You know, was it a matter of, um, like I said, um, this guy, Travis, building some sort of what you thought was some sort of relationship, you know, where you... Were you hoping for marriage? Is this something that you were hoping for? Was he was he leading you down that path? Um, you know, did he take advantage of you? Um. <laughs> Red Hood goes, with inflation, Travis would have been stabbed 45 times in 2023. Yo, y'all. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? God damn. <laughs> oh, Lord. Was there, were there promises made that um, were, were broken? Did he betray your trust in some way? I don't know. Only you know that. This is, this is not going to go away anytime soon for you, Jody. You know, you're a young, you're a young woman, um, just starting your life. You had a lot going for you. You should be fighting for yourself right now. And you let this eat at you, and it's going to destroy you or change you in a way that you wouldn't want. 
Jody manages to veer off on trivial aspects of her and Travis's relationship that paint her in a positive light. Officer Blaney makes it very clear that she has far less patience than Officer Flores. With what appears to be a very sympathetic tone, she will snap the suspect's focus back to the element of the murder. As much as I love Travis, I just have always, there's something inside that says he's not the guy you're going to marry. So then what was it? What was it that, that led up to all of this? I mean, there's got to be something. So I honestly don't believe that, you know, that you're cold-hearted and you, you would just go and just, you know, kill somebody on a whim. That, that doesn't fit your profile. So what was it that, that led up to that? You know, you, you tell me. You tell them. You tell, you know, Travis's family. I'm just trying to fill in the, the holes there, you know, and just kind of guessing about the emotions. You know, what was it that would make you, you know, so angry or upset? Once Jody is forcefully brought back to reality, she all of a sudden has nothing to say. The passive yet disparaging tone of a detective must be a very hard thing for an individual to have to sit there and take, especially someone who has used their fabricated sweet nature to their advantage most of their life in order to avoid these types of situations. And if you're smart, you'll realize that, you know. Fresh is interrogation. Confession on the way. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna lie, y'all got some hilarious comments, man. Like uh, somebody said, like Fresh will ask her like her body count. <laughs> yeah, yo, y'all really got some hilarious comments, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's get back into it. You're not gonna get a whole lot of other chances to do this, probably none. Once the the wheels start turning, they move real fast, and you will be out of control then. You know, I'm, I'm a spiritual person myself, and I I don't think... I doubt this detective is spiritual at all. ...that I would want that, you know, inside of me. I wouldn't want all of the, the ugliness of the lies inside of me. Take a minute just to think about what I said. Oh, now reality's setting in a little bit. Jody is clearly exhausted and terrified. She, at this moment, was being observed by both Detective Blaney and Detective Flores in another room. And they even contemplated having Detective Flores enter at this moment. They ultimately decided against it, however, and Detective Blaney re-enters the room to maximize this state of dejection. The pressure will now be increased to a considerable degree. Maybe I did have a wrong picture of you. You know... And this is why I think this female detective wanted to come in so bad, guys. Because remember, she had been there the day prior watching the entire interview from Flores one-on-one -on -one with her. So he was, she, she was like, you know what, let me go in here and challenge this chick, which was actually a good strategy because, again, when a female investigator interviews a female suspect, they can't play that stupid game, all right? And it works in your favor as lead investigator have a female come in sometimes and call them on their BS. All of this time that you and I have been talking and I got information from your other interview, you are talking about insignificant things at this point you're talking about money you're talking about material things you're, you're talking about everything but i'm just talking you're about talking about just, just 
And notice how she could barely look the female detective in the eye versus when she spoke to the male detective, she had no problem looking at him. But now she has a very difficult time looking at the female. Why? Well, because she knows that if she's able to look her in the eye or um, look at her, right, she's going to give her hand, right? Women are far more, I've, I've talked about this before, guys. Women are far more socially are far more socially superior than men are when it comes to reading body language and uh, social awareness. So she knows by looking at the female detective and giving any type of uh, inclinations that can show that she's culpable or guilty, the female detective is probably going to pick up on that easier than the male detective because the male detective, a lot of times, we're men, we're designed to look at women and when they cry or they exuberate some type of emotion, we're designed to feel bad for them and want to protect and provide for them. Women don't necessarily have that same code amongst each other. They can read between the lines and the BS. So she's doing everything in her power to not necessarily give this same female detective, give this female detective the same attention and looks that she gave the male detective the day prior. You're talking about everything but how bad you feel about Travis. You only respond to my questions. If I were Travis, Travis, I would Travis. be very remorseful. I think that I, I've gotten the wrong picture of you. I think that, you know, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe, maybe you are that cold-blooded person um, that they're trying to portray. And, um, you know, I'm just really confused. I just, at this point, you know, I, maybe you're right. Maybe there isn't anything that you can do to help yourself. Um, you know, I, maybe I was wrong. Maybe you're not as intelligent as I thought you were. Maybe I was wrong. I don't know what else to, to do for you here, Jody. I'm kind of at the end of, of my rope. I was, <laughs> you're not going to get a whole lot of people that are trying to help you out along the way um, beyond this point. And what I'm hearing is somebody who doesn't give a rip about what happened. I'm hearing somebody that's worried about money, your appearance, Everything about you, I don't hear anything about Travis unless you're specifically asked. How do you think that looks? So she's calling her out for deflecting all the questions on Travis and going into random tangents with the detective before yesterday didn't really do as much. Listen, I, I don't care so much. No, you listen. You, you are not. Yeah, you listen, bitch. You've been lying the whole time and I'm tired of it. I watched you cap for hours with the other guy yesterday. Now you listen to me. All right. She's asserting her dominance on her. And guess what? As another female, it's not as invasive. Okay. This actually is really good psychology technique because it's one thing if a man asserts his dominance over you and you're like, oh, no, you know, you're more than likely to shut up. But since the female is doing it, well, what, what's Jody going to do? Well, she's probably going to want to respond to that assertion of dominance and res uh, respond to it verbally to a degree, which is good because it keeps her talking. Okay, it's not as confrontational when a man does it. So now I'm going to see how she responds to this. Grasping the reality here, Jody, you are acting like the, the person that I portrayed, the ugly, cold blooded murderer. Every time Jody breaks down, the detective immediately focuses on Travis's family. She makes it abundantly clear that she has absolutely no sympathy for the suspect, despite her best efforts. Exactly. That's why she's got to keep her head down and she can't look at the detective. The detective gives zero Fs, okay, about Jody's feelings right now. She can't play that. Oh, man. She can't play none of that stuff. Goodness. She can't play that with this female <laughs> detective. Travis's family is struggling with why 
and that would be the one thing that would give them closure. They may never like you, but I think that they would be appreciative of why their son's life was taken. I know if it was my child, that's what I would want. And I know that you're not a mother, but all women have those mothering instincts within them. And I think that you can understand that what I'm saying. Was I off base, Jody? See how Jody is completely shut down and broken down because she knows she can't play this game against this female detective. She's looking away, has her head down, can't say much. With the male detective, she was cool with lying and saying a bunch of BS. But with this one, she can't do it. Can't play that game. Guys, also, by the way, real quick, we got 1.4K likes here. Uh, do me a favor, guys. Like the video. Get us up to 2,000. Uh, let me hit some of these chats real fast because they're piling up. Uh, thank you guys so much. You guys could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and I really do appreciate that. Jared Choi goes five bucks. Jody is the only person on this earth that wants to be Frank Castle right now. Facts, JR. Uh, Noah Mills goes, a lot of people don't know their rights and willingly give away ID and other things against their rights. Have you ever gotten checked by entitled rights people when asking some suspicious questions? Um, one time, actually. Yes, one time. I'll never forget. It was a case where I was uh, at the Border Patrol checkpoint. There was a guy that was smuggling in illegal aliens, right? And some other guys came in. Uh, these Armenians, if I'm not mistaken, I have a whole article. You know, what? let me get the article for y'all and I'll show you guys. But basically, they're saying this is an illegal checkpoint. You can't ask me questions. Well, what they don't realize is you have to answer the questions at a Border Patrol checkpoint and determine your citizenship. And they thought they didn't have to answer the questions. So we ended up arresting them for uh, 18 U.S.C. 111, which if I'm not mistaken, the charge, it's uh, impeding a federal investigation. Uh, so, yeah, there's sometimes where people think that they know what they're doing and they end up getting arrested for being idiots and not really understanding the law because feds and state are different. Rocking under the table comments. Okay. Gina, the full interview about an hour and 20 minutes in Flores asks where the gun is. She asks, she says, I don't have a gun. He leaves slash comes back. Jody asks Flores about his gun. It's a Glock. He says, she says, Oh, I just bought a gun. Oh, by the Stupid. way, but uh, the people that were asking or well, yeah, I don't know if you ask, but um, where she got that gun, she stole it from her grandparents. So basically they had that Glock. Okay. And she she playing it as it was a like a burglary or something like a like they they got stolen or whatever. Okay. And the only thing missing when the police came was the gun. Oh so wow! So it was like too obvious. So yeah, okay. stupid. So they that's very stupid. So they were stupid. to let me get back to her grandparents' weapon. Okay. Yeah. Only criminals are watching. Yes, that says a lot about me. Okay. Uh oh my! What is that on? Uh, Travis, why are you bleeding as she is stabbing? <laughs> okay. Right, OJ was her idol growing up and not football. Yep, they will crush you. And that's from Frank J. Don't need water, need some holy water. Yo, Myron, can the caps can the cops see and hear everything? Uh no. That's why they have to ask questions. Traveling 304 can't even commit a murder, right? That's facts from Captain Save a 304. Uh, do I have to go in handcuffs everywhere? And that's from Justin. Yeah, I know, bro. The delusion is real. This chick is singing about him not breathing. What the fuck? <laughs> Demons, bro. Uh Itachi goes, she just, she also kept the journal and didn't freaking burn it. Freaking L. Yeah. Yeah. She did. Oh, you see, you can see her uh, her journal in the Murderpedia site that we where where the pictures are. Can you find a picture of uh one of the something good from the journal? We'll pull it up on yeah, screen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Angie got y'all. Can you cover the Armenian genocide? I will. Uh wait, well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, if enough people ask for a drone. From your professional experience, okay, we answered that one. And then band goes, uh, Myron, do dudes own up already once they presented them some evidence in your experience are both genders equal always is delusional um 
men are more yeah yeah when you hit men with the concrete facts they'll just shut up and say i want a lawyer girls will continue to dance around it yeah uh that is not my foot yep because men are more logically sound in general uh wmr for trying to bring gonzalo lira uh nick fuentes and ryan dawson but why is fresh so scared to diversify the content and talk about these topics not fresh isn't scared to talk about it guys it's just that fresh is a big conspiracy theorist himself bro you know what i'm saying so uh, he ain't and then Apocalypse Phoenix, Martin, I'm buying your book as a Valentine's gift for my chick. Fantastic. Because she probably more than likely deserves less, guys. And I'll drop the link uh, for the uh, book, guys, uh, during the broadcast at the end. Uh, once LDA, don't sell dreams. Just bring them to a reality if you're high value. Uh, no, read that from before. Okay. And that was, okay, cool. I think we're caught up on the chats. All right, let's get back into the thing. And I'm going to fast forward through some of this um, second interrogation, by the way, here, guys. And we're going to get into the trial here very soon. Here come the fake tears. Sure. I understand that you're a very private person. She said, do you have any Kleenex? And she gave her toilet paper. <laughs> Yo, this detective is a W, bro. Everybody has said that, and that's glaringly apparent. But... All your business is going to be out in the open right now. So there's really nothing to hide from anymore. You know what I mean? And do you think at this point that your pride matters more than Travis's family's grief? <laughs> this is your chance to make at least something right. Even if it's on a small scale, it's a big deal to his folks. This is your opportunity to make right on some of your selfishness. I wasn't angry at Travis. Everyone keeps saying whoever did this was so angry. Then what were you? <laughs> were you jealous? Look at those crime scene photos and you guys tell me if she wasn't mad. They're pinned at the top of the comments. I can't show them on YouTube for obvious reasons. We got almost 2,500 of y'all in here. Guys, like the video. Please, let's get to 2,000 likes. But yeah, go look at those crime scene photos and tell me she wasn't mad, guys. LTR stands for long-term relationship, guys. That's, that's what it stands for. Was he expecting you to come over that day? Jody prepares to set off on another tangent about photography, but gets shut down right away. The detective doesn't allow her thoughts to keep wandering off on something unrelated as a means for attaining a brief distraction from reality. I got pictures of him once shaving, and then he was already weird about that. Well... Jody, when you say things like that, it's obvious to me that you don't want to do the right thing for the family. You don't want to um, unburden yourself. You don't want to give them closure. Um, and you're jerking my chain. And I don't appreciate my chain being jerked. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, for our international audience, jerking your chain is an American term for uh, wasting my time or, uh, you know, 
wait, you know, just giving me the BS. I'm playing games. I'm tired of skirting around it. I thought that it would be easier for you to talk to a woman, to say what you need to say to a woman. Sometimes it is. But unless you're willing to give me something, then I can't do anything for you. After today, things are going to go so fast for you. You're going to be totally out of control of the situation. The wheels of justice will start turning. I understand that you're afraid and that you're horrified of. All right, so fast forward a little bit here, okay? Uh, no, I don't know why YouTube being lame like that. Hold on. We're at... But he already talks to them on a regular basis. Yeah, I know. All right, so I'm she basically sure that... transitions, hey, do you want to talk to the other detective? You know, he has a, somewhat of a relationship with him. So I'll go see if he's... Yeah, I'm not trying to stall or anything, but I've got to go to the bathroom again. Can we go? Yeah. Oh, she's definitely stalling again. Hey. Well, Rachel called me and told me that you wanted to talk to me. Are you doing okay? It doesn't matter how I'm doing. It does. Facts, it doesn't matter what you think, goddammit. It doesn't matter what you think! To me. It Thank does. you, I told you yesterday I've been doing this for a long time and, and you're absolutely right. You know, the, the per Now, this is a welcome, now you guys can see she's going to start opening up a little bit more and this is a welcome relief from getting drilled by the female detective. So she's going to be more open to speaking to him versus her. person's family who, who was hurt, they're obviously hurting. But there's a second family that hurts as well. And in this case, it's your family. The objective of good cop, bad cop seems to have worked. A higher level of trust and rapport seems to now be established. Jody pours out her emotion as the detective offers a sympathetic and understanding tone. But then something very interesting happens. Once she composes herself, she for some reason requests to see the photos of Travis. Not before, but after he was murdered. Many could... Whoa, hold on. Okay think she is attempting to gain some sort of depraved satisfaction from seeing them. Yet going off how the rest of this interrogation plays out, it's more likely that she is trying to gather information, or at least confirm something in the photographs, before she amends her new narrative. This is more of a self- BOMBO CUT! reason, I think it might give me some sense of closure. I know it's kind of morbid. I don't even think I really deserve closure. What is it you want to know about the photos? Do you want to see the room? Do you want to see the bathroom or do you want to see him? Or is it the photos before it happened that you want to see? I think the photos of after everything. Really? I, I won't show you those. Okay, is there any that you can? And he probably doesn't want to show it to her because what's going to happen is she's going to be aware of what the police found and uh, know what type of evidence they have against her. So she's trying to conceal it. Look, see, she's using that soft voice again. Oh, can I please see them? Da, da, da. Notice how she didn't ask that of the female detective, but she asked it of the male detective because she feels uh, that she can more uh, manipulate him easier. And I think personally, from my professional experience, that she's trying to look at the photos, not necessarily for closure she's claiming she wants to look at it for a tactical advantage to see what do the police actually have on me 
what do they what did they take photos of what do they not have what do they do have and at this point because remember guys she doesn't know what they have exactly and she's kind of getting caught with her pants down right because they've attacked her with evidence that she thought was destroyed dna her being there the photos that she thought she destroyed so at this point she's desperately trying to see what the police actually have and the detective plays it smart and says no nah, i'm not going to show you those I can't do that. We had a difficult time identifying who he was by the time we got there. He wasn't the same person. So that's why I don't want to, want to show you photos. The detective attempts to get... That's a lie. He didn't want to show it to her because he doesn't want to show his hand and not equip her with the information uh, necessary for her to continue to be deceitful. Get the dialogue flowing. Because keep in mind, guys, she's gonna get uh, she's gonna get those pictures anyway when discovery rolls around. But he doesn't want her to have it during the interrogation. In a subtle manner, yet he's given the silent treatment anytime he poses an incriminating question. Jody knows exactly what she can and can't say with respect to her own preservation. Her internal self is far more calculated than the naive exterior she continuously portrays. So why were you there that day? Please tell me. Did you just miss him? She may be looking for somebody else. Is there anybody else with you besides you and Travis? It's at this moment that she knows more than likely that she's done, guys. That's why she's shutting down. Are you protecting somebody else? The detective allows for extended periods of silence. Only Jody will know for sure what she was thinking. Yet one could safely assume she is desperately constructing her new narrative during these moments. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. Wait, what? When it's the truth, you don't have to think. Happened to me today from here on out. If I just told you every single day. Someone in the chest asked about FTX. Guys, I already did FTX. Um, um, Sam Bankman Freed. I already did it. Uh, go back and look at uh, the live streams. I, I did a whole episode on him. And I gave you a confession. Nothing else changes. Mm, she's starting to see the light a little bit here. Maybe. It just speeds up the process. It's kind of, it's all really blurry. It really is blurry. It's all blur. Can I please see those photos? Mm, now you guys are starting to see here. You guys are going to see here in a second why she wants these photos so bad. Uh, the story she's about to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you throw the camera in the washing machine? We found blood in the downstairs bathroom where somebody had tried to wash their hands. There's blood on the outside of the washing machine. There's, there's little things that give us clues to what you were doing afterwards. Again, Everybody guys, you can see these photos on the links. Yes, link is above, guys, so that you guys can kind of, you know, get a picture of the crime scene. Top of the chat, I pinned it there for y'all to go ahead and look so that you guys can go ahead and look at the photos while simultaneously listening to the podcast. I can't put it on screen, but you guys can still look at it. Um, but guys, you guys are about to hear a crazy cockamania story coming next. 
It gets better, guys! Doors <laughs> open when he's home. Trust everybody. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Secret? I don't think so. This was the cue for Jody's next series of insufferable rambles. The detective valiantly endures this for the next 31 minutes to lower her guard. He valiantly endures this. Yo, W narrator, bro. This narrator is fucking hilarious. Dom the Monko. And he endures this, guys, because the female detective had beat her down so bad that she didn't want to talk. So he's like, you know what? Let me let this get chick talk and talk and talk and get comfortable because when people are talking, it's easier for them to continue talking. Feels nice to think that there were hunters in the field. Their dogs. They were swinging by and pick up Amy. <laughs> And I wasn't there, I don't think. I was at work or something. I've never been in doubt. I've never been through the temple, but from what I understand, I think that's such a sacred place. And, and meditating there and being there will help to give you further insight about where... There were three fears. One was handguns, which patient is one of the reasons I got a gun. There was a CHP. What? The patient of this guy. Yeah, facts. ...in town that said he would take me out and go target practicing. And I went to the sporting goods store several times to see what he had, and they were all in the five or $600 range for the kind that I wanted. So it's too expensive, but then there's this one, it was cheap. Jody's dialogue eventually went like, what the fuck, bro? Oh my that, god, that, that's literally you, all fresh and fit, like, yeah, that guy, yeah, dude. Yeah, just listening to the bullshit. I like in the back of my mind, I just want to be like, know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. God damn ends up on the subject of Travis and how Travis was private about the shower. The detective seizes the moment to catch Jody off guard. He subtly poses a highly incriminating question in a jokingly manner. He was very private about the shower, like we... Is that why you were taking pictures of him in the shower? No. Oh, you triggered my trap card! And look at that little smirk she gives. Um, no. <laughs> she doesn't deny she was there, only that she wasn't taking the pictures for that particular reason. She doesn't... Oh, gotcha, bitch! refute what is essentially an accusation, only a part of the context within it. This seems to be the moment where Jody realizes the holes in her story are beyond repair. She has to admit she was at least at the scene of the crime, and will now start to scramble her thoughts to garner the most self-preserving storyline. And here we go. No, um... See, at this moment she realized... You triggered my trap card! And he used mirror force on that bitch. Uno reverse. Now she's like, ah, oh, damn it. Uno reverse. I admitted that I was basically there. What am I going to do now? And now you guys are going to see why she wanted those pictures so bad in a second. Don't worry, guys. I'll talk about JFK here in a second. I just want to make sure that we get through this part. What went wrong? Did he say something to you? What did you do? Did you plan on doing that the whole time? I don't believe you planned it. This is a critical moment in the interview, guys. Jody, please. I can't. Why not? Yo, what the f blue eyes, white step? Yo, <laughs> <laughs> bro, what the fuck, man? 
Yo! <sighs> I'm just gonna keep playing this shit. Yo, man. Did someone catch you there? Someone not expecting you to be there? But they would have seen my car. Hmm. Then who was it? Yo, what the fuck is wrong with this chat, bro? No monster reborn for Travis. Yo. <laughs> She wants to see them pictures really bad before she tells this cockamania story you guys are about to hear. I just... No, not right now. Can I see him soon? I will... You're not... You need to start letting me know what happened. Okay. You're telling me that some other people were there. He was kneeling down in the shower. All right, guys. What you're about to hear right now is about to be crazy, disturbing, Strange. It might Strange. anger you. It might enrage you. It might shock you. Or it might confuse you. Yeah, do, do you guys remember how she said that she wasn't there? She was traveling. Yeah, she will reverse like that now. Yeah, what y'all are about to hear is fucking crazy. All right, let's get into it, man. I don't remember him. If, he, like, if this is his shower and the sink is over here. I was like right here taking people. Now, before we get into the story, though, I need 2,000 likes. There's 2,500 of y'all watching. Guys, if you guys want me to continue this video, all right, I need y'all to like the video, all right? We need the engagement up. I'm sorry. I hate to do this. I really do hate to do this, but you guys like to watch the videos, not like, not engage, not subscribe, which is cool. Y'all don't got to do any of that stuff. You don't got to subscribe or donate a dollar to the chat. The only thing I ask is that you like the video so this gets pushed up in the algo so more people can find this content and we can get rid of these makeup true crimers, okay? I ain't gonna lie. I genuinely think me and Angie put on better content for y'all than a lot of these other true crimers out here that are doing a bunch of BS putting on makeup and all this other weird, strange stuff talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's trash, all right? We are gonna take over the true crime sphere. So I need y'all to like the video so we get the engagement up and I can give you guys more you know, professionally reinforced, by the way, breakdowns of criminals like this. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to give you all more content, man. We're going to do a Cuban spy episode for y'all. We're going to do Dippolito. Uh, we're going to do, um, Angie's been working pretty hard behind the scenes for y'all to, um, get, she looks at all your guys' comments and figures out cases that you guys yeah. want to do. Um, I got them on a list. Yeah. She can barely speak English. She's hooking y'all up. Come on, man. Like the video. All right. <laughs> um, where are we at here? We got 25, 14 of y'all watching right now. Get us to 2,000, guys, so that I can continue this breakdown. That's all I ask. We're 300 away, 300 likes away. In the meantime, while I wait for that, uh, you guys get the likes up, and we go into the new story that she's going to go into, and then the trial, which is even more bizarre. It gets better, guys. Trust me. Um, JFK, yes, I'm going to have Ryan Dawson come on the show. We're going to talk JFK. 
on YouTube, and then we're in the middle of the show, right? Once we start to talk about them boys, you know who I'm talking about, then we're going to go ahead on to Rumble because, quite frankly, there's some ties to JFK that I've noticed that no one talks about on any channel, okay? Everyone that's talked about John F. Kennedy and who was involved and who wasn't involved and blah, 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 fails to show the ridiculous amount of connections to a certain state, if y'all know what I'm saying, all right? So Dawson, when we have him on, he's going to break it down, and we're going to look at everything. We're going to look at Harvey Lee Oswald, them boys, the CIA, etc. As you guys know, they declassified thousands of documents about a couple months ago um, with JFK, and I'm a proponent of the truth. And the fact that all these JFK people, right, that talk about the JFK conspiracy, who really killed them, blah, 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 fail to uh, at least, uh, how do I say this, mention them boys and a certain state, okay, is ridiculous to me. So anyway, uh, yeah, I need y'all to like the video, all right? Like this video, subscribe to the channel. Yes, Italian Mafia was also involved, absolutely, absolutely. Organized crime was involved. But like the video, guys, stop being ninja watchers so we can keep going on with this crazy-ass chick. And do you have anything you want to tell the people? No. Nothing? Not really. No? You guys just, just, just like, keep up the comments, though, because I keep reading. Oh, okay. She's she's focused. She's I, I see her screen right now. She's looking at the uh, the, journal. The, the journal entries right now. For yeah, but it's just, like, chicha, you know? Like, it's all, it's way before the murder. Okay. If you find anything that's good. uh, It's just six pages that are, like, on Murderpedia. Okay. But she talks about Travis a lot, so I don't know. Does she say anything angry about him? Not really. She's, she talks like too much shit, you know? Like <laughs> She's just too girly and stupid. Nonsensical so, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys want to see it, it's on Murderpedia on the links. Um, the link is on the, the one of the murder, the, the scene. Yeah. Can't even speak, man. <laughs> well, that, what else is new? <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we at here? We're at uh, 1700 when I last looked. We're at... um. Guys, we're still at 1,700 likes. Guys, get it to 2,000, man. Come on, man. All right. We'll keep going. The story that you guys are about to hear is wild. Pictures. And I don't really know what happened after that. Exactly. Except I think he was shot. Where were you? Um, if this is his shower, I'm just sitting here. I was like, well, if this is his shower, I'm just sitting here. I was like right here on my knees in his bathtub. I was right here and I was taking him here. And I was just going through the pictures and I heard this loud ring. And I don't really remember except Travis was screaming. I think I got knocked out, but I don't think it was that long. And there were two people there, and what'd you say? Um, I remember putting my hand on his back because he was on his all four of his knees. He was like on his knees like this, doing something like this or something like, I don't know. And I was like, I was like, are you, are you okay? What's going on? What's going on? He's like, go get help, go get help. And I said, okay. And I 
turned around and two people there. One was a guy and one was a girl. Oh, here we go. I like couldn't tell that at first, but you could just see one was a girl, and I assume the other was a guy because their build and then their voices. Travis was screaming the whole time. He wasn't screaming like a girl. He was just like, like he was in pain, like he was like shocked, like oh, you know. What happened, Jody? What did you see? <laughs> I turned it out like a little bitch. <laughs> He was still like conscious and still alive and um, But you just left him there. No, I, I ran into the closet and he stopped me and he didn't touch me, he was just held the gun to my head and he was like, You don't go anywhere. And he told he told the other girl to finish it. I didn't see. He told me to stay there and not to move. And where was that in the closet? No, it was um she describes that the male stopped her from leaving and then goes into detail about how her phone wasn't charged and how she forgot her phone charger. She then describes how she valiantly tried to save Travis from the female attacker. She was over him and I just rushed her and I pushed her. In the next moment, she will state that the assailant comes back when she never went anywhere to begin with. Um, I, I got This story is crazy. Female attacker's only been pushed. Got Travis and he wasn't like standing up really he wasn't really doing much and i was and he was i was trying to get him and she came back i got him kind of far like right here she came back he was starting to now you guys can see why she wanted those crime scene photos so badly the reason why she wanted it was so that she can go ahead and tailor her story to the crime scene photos but now that she don't have the crime scene photos, she's got to make this thing off the top of her head, only on imagination. Just get weaker and weaker. And this guy came back in. And she said that, um, she said that they, they needed to, um, do me too, because, um, because it was there. And he's like, no, that's not why we're here. From what you're telling me, she was the aggressive one and he was the more passive. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a aggression as far as, I mean, I don't know what you define aggression by, but like I was, there was definitely a sternness. So it seemed like they knew him, obviously. Yeah, but he didn't seem to know them. I mean, he was a little out of it, plus they had masks on anyway but he didn't express any kind of recognition. I couldn't talk. The detective takes her back to the moment she tried to save Travis from the female attacker. Um, so I wasn't sure. I just knew I had to hold on to her hands because she had a knife. What hand did she have? She, she had it in this hand, but well, her right, I guess. So. Her right. I just said, come on, come on. You know, he was naked, but I didn't care. Just come on. And he was like, I can't. He was naked, but I didn't care. Bro, and here's the thing. I know y'all are probably wondering, like, yo, why is this detective sitting here listening to this BS? Well, guys, it goes to show that the defendant is clearly lying, 
and it's evidence that can be used against her later on. So he's just letting her blab, blab, blab. Go ahead and yap. Say what you got to say. Even though in the back of his mind, he's like, it doesn't matter what you think. And she's coming up with this imaginary story. But hey, guess what? It goes ahead and incriminates her even further because the forensics and the DNA don't line up. Remember, he knows what was really at the crime scene. And this story makes zero sense. So it just makes her look stupid. So he's like, you know what? Go ahead and, you know, dig yourself. Here's a shovel, ma'am. Continue to dig. I can't feel my legs. Jody had obviously seen a lot of bad movies. Bear in mind, this conversation she had with Travis was supposedly happening as she was simultaneously fighting off a knife-wielding attacker. She glosses over the struggle, and she somehow ends up outside the bathroom. The two assailants are now inside the bathroom, arguing with each other about Jody's fate. She hasn't stated whether Travis is alive or dead at this point. It wasn't like super yelling. It was kind of like hushed, but mm-hmm. intense. Like, you need to do that. Shut up. Not over here. Things like that. The male is- If you guys notice, she's looking down at the ground as she's telling this story. If you guys remember the episode that we did with uh, Andrew Bustamante from the CIA, he mentioned that when people, right, the the part of your brain that, uh, you know, comes up with uh, imagination and storytelling, etc., it's more activated when you look down versus when someone's looking up, they're more than likely telling the truth. When they're looking up, trying to recall the facts of what actually occurred versus looking they're down, looking down yeah. right, it's more than likely that they're lying. Now, is this... 100% concrete. If they're looking out to the ground, they're always lying. If they're looking up, they're always telling the truth. No, but it is an indicator of deception. Salient then takes Jody's. That's actually a really good interview that we did with him, man. So go ahead and check that interview back out, guys, um, with Andrew Bustamante uh, where we, on Fresh and Fit, where we talked about uh, interrogation techniques, um, you know, how the CIA works. We talked about clandestine activities, etc. A lot of cool stuff. And in it, he mentioned how the Mossad is one of the most underrated intelligence agencies in the world, which plays into the JFK situation that we talked about before. I'm telling y'all, man, the boys, okay? Dawson's going to definitely go into more detail on it. <laughs> We're going to have to take that off YouTube, though. Registration out of her wallet and looks at her address. He said... Jody then leaves in her car. She, of course, doesn't mention the fact that she then left Travis a voicemail to give herself an alibi for not being there. I was really scared. I was really freaked out of my mind. Okay. I don't believe you. When I came in here hoping that you would tell me the truth. And this is not the truth, Jody. This is all I know. This is, does not make any sense. I feel responsible because I feel. <laughs> Yo, this chat got no chill at all, bro. <laughs> I could have done more. You guys are hilarious. I feel that like I should have gotten help. I feel that I should have been stronger. 
You feel responsible because you did this. He did not. Jody, you did. You did. And there's nothing you can say that'll change my mind at this point. This is an elaborate story which does not make any sense. I've done this for a long time. And this is the most far-fetched story I've ever heard. And it's not going to help you. Is that how you want to leave this? It's definitely here. There is a reason why you did this, and you just refused to tell me why. Maybe because you are cold and calculated. There's no reason somebody else would come in and do this to him. There's no motive whatsoever. I haven't found any. What is my motive? Jealousy, anger. What is my motive? Is this like we don't know what it is? No, it's Fear. If you're being alone, angry at him for not keeping you in his life, I don't know. <laughs> Zena the witch in the chat. Nah, he was beta. It was well deserved. One less beta sip in the world. Props to her. Goddamn, Zena! Holy! <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> and you highlighted that one. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm trying to figure it out. There are so many motives. Hey, man, he ain't deserved to die, bro. This chick is crazy. This chick is crazy. Yeah. But, guys, I will say this, though. Yo, a lesson to be learned, guys. Yo, you got a crazy-ass chick that's acting like this. A lot of times, the sex ain't worth it, bro. I'm telling you guys. You guys think I'm kidding around when I say women can't take L's well. Y'all saw it right there. She was watching him banging other chicks, didn't like that. Then, when she found out that he said, oh, I'm going to take you to Cancun, then he decided, no, I'm not taking you to Cancun anymore, and she finds out another girl's going to go, she kills him. Guys, yeah. bro, when girls are wild, bro, the box is not worth it, man. Get out of there, man. Oh, by the way, um, on the journal, I actually, um, I was mistaken, it's actually after the murder the six entries that are there, I just saw the dates, and it's after the murder. She was very delusional. And what, like what was she saying in the letters? Like, was she trying to show that like she, she loved like, him and stuff? Yeah, no, she actually was like talking like she was like a victim and like talking to Travis in some of them. Like, I'm sorry, Travis. Mm. Like, I miss you so much. It's like, um, you haven't called me in a long time. If I had a boy, I will name him Alexander because of his Travis Alexander, you know? Yeah. And just, you know, like stupid. Did she put anything as far as like the two attackers, the two imaginary no, attackers? No, she didn't put I didn't help like you. No? no. No, she didn't put anything like that. And you would think, like, if he got attacked by two attackers, she would have immediately said that. Like, yo, two people attacked him. I was there. I tried to fight him off. But she came up with this cockamania story in the middle yeah. of the interview, and she had no other way to go. With you. Too many. Jody continues to give random details about the fictional assailants for a further eight minutes without being asked. The detective then ends the interrogation. One was male, one was female. They were taller than me. Not by a whole lot. She knows that they don't that he doesn't buy her story, the so she ninjas. keeps going into it. They were ninjas. Okay. Are you ready to go back? Um, yeah, I guess I'd still like to say something to his family, but I don't think I have anything that could bring them company. Implying the family wants to talk to you? Bumbuckad! Okay. Maybe I could write them a letter. Even as the detective is leaving the room, Jody attempts to add further credibility to the new narrative and gives more details of the two attackers. I can give you the So many inconsistencies that I don't even want to deal with right now. Okay, I just don't want okay. my family to get hurt. Okay. They won't be hurt. 
you're hurting them right now by not telling me the truth. That's what you're doing. Okay? Andrew Johnson with the big $100 super chat. Thank you so much. <laughs> She goes, dumb, dumb, She fought off Casper's sister and still got caught slipping. <laughs> Detective Blaney comes back with a pen and paper three minutes later. She was curious to see what Jody would write to Travis's family. It ended up being a self-serving and whimsical paragraph about how sorry she was that she couldn't save Travis. The family were never given the letter. Mm. This is this is this is kind of like the stuff she. It's kind of like the letter that the, yeah. what you saw before. Okay. No, it's, it's kind of like journal? what she would write. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and whimsical too, because as y'all know, this woman, imagination, living in La La Land. Getting charged with first-degree murder, yeah, coming up with a bunch of BS stories about two attackers, and I love him, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> But I feel like... Jody completely dissects and carefully examines the ham and cheese sandwich before she eats any of it, and as you've probably guessed by now, continues to behave in a rather unusual manner. detective okay guys this is crazy what happens next here all right uh yo by the way we got 1.8k likes we got 2500 of y'all in here guys get it to 2000 just like the video smash that like button or in this case stab that like button all right like the goddamn video let's get to 2000 get uh get high engagement here but yo this is wild all right she does a jail interview 16 days later after this interview let's see what she says that's really all i needed sorry don't roll the tape yet. <laughs> Why was he a good traveler? Oh, she's getting that chance to put that makeup on like she wanted. Oh, he was a great traveling companion for many reasons. Um, traveling with Travis was kind of like traveling with your own personal comedian <laughs> and our serenader. Jody not only stuck with her story about the assassination squad, she doubled down and agreed to every media request that came her way. She also stuck with a soft-spoken, sweet-natured, Jesus-loving character that wouldn't hurt spiders, let alone human beings. But she once again fails to realize this fake disposition doesn't match the situation whatsoever. If you were sitting in a squalid jail, wrongfully accused of murder, and as a result facing life in prison or even the death penalty, you wouldn't be acting like this. She's trying to come across as the innocent girl next door, but she just looks like a terrifying lunatic. I know if he was stabbed some 20 Yo! What? Can you guys... <laughs> what the fuck? Let's keep going. Seven times and shot once in that left cheek. Who could have done this to him? I don't know. Who do you think killed him? I have no idea. Jody, you're pretty calm sitting here. How are you managing to stay so calm? Through my faith and through the knowledge. Through my faith! Of my own innocence, that's the only thing. Um, I would be shaking in my boots right now if, if I had to answer God be able for such to a heinous crime. Sure. If I had to answer God, bro! Allah Akbar! Get the rocks, Abdul! Get the rocks! Allah Akbar! Man! All right. 
real quick, because we're about to get into uh, the trial here soon. Jody Arias. All right, so guys, before we get into the trial, all right, I'm going to recap everything that went through. I'll read some of these chats and we'll recap for y'all, okay? Because we got a lot to cover. Uh, three Diglets go, Zena's out of control. <laughs> uh, call me Jekylls go, Zena's literally, Jody, don't think we forgot about your story. You're just lucky it wasn't fatal. You and Icy, LOL, chill out. All right. Itachi goes, the prosecutor's absolutely a savage. Him and Camille Vasquez should double team a win to that dude who doesn't give her any legroom, okay? Uh, Liam goes, hey, Mar, where did you graduate? What's your degree? I graduated from Northeast University in 2013 in criminal justice. Uh, 24 goes, her story doesn't match the pictures at all. Plus, she said she wasn't there the previous day. This is why she wanted the picture so damn bad. Rusklat, absolutely, my friend. Bruh, everything but taking accountability, and they said they believe all women. The delusion. Facts. Uh, this is from Andrew Johnson before. Shout out to you, my friend. These girls are literally trying to kill you by itch. Okay? Bye, bitch. Stab that like button. Thank you, uh, Anais Marquez. Guys, please slap that like button. Get us to 2,000. Can you read my super chats? Yes, I can, Liam. Uh, Marin. I just bought the new book. You and the Tates are real ones. You've helped save a generation of men from the Matrix. Keep up the great content. W. Angie. Shout out to you, Jeremy. I appreciate it. And yes, we are going to continue to defend the Tates. And they're going to have to take us with them. Because uh, Andrew and Tristan are 1,000% innocent. Martin, how can you handle these girls in person? You said you were a fed too. I'm just, uh, I'm JS. I'm just saying. Uh, bro, you just got to be patient. Force not going to be taken to another level. <laughs> Yo, Lex Shadow goes, there's a video on Google of one of her exes saying he would have married her. Imagine if she cheated. Yeah, he would have been gone. Watch, yeah, he would have been hit with that. Fatality. Uh... Watch her try to kill him, Liam L L.A. Yep. Uh, ever thought about getting Castillo first on After Hours Shout? We had it, Castillo on the show before. Um, will the book be on Amazon? I have a couple of books I have to buy one of your associates. Yeah, guys, uh, the book is on Amazon right now, even though I wanted to drop it on uh, the 14th, but y'all are smart. You guys found it. Incredible. I think I read that one before. You major in CJ, thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a good major, depending on what you want to do. But I would say going to accounting is better. Why don't you catch the Super Bowl? I don't watch sports, guys. That's from Harper Thompson. And then Kid Double Tree goes to... Uh, he said he's for pilots. <laughs> Should more thanks. We're on Fedit, Angie. Can't be oh, saying shit. that stuff. Sorry. You stupid. Say rumble. All right. Should more women uh, be detectives because of this? Can you do off-duty cops arrest you? Uh, by the way, appreciate the knowledge you passed down. Uh, yeah. A female detectives help in interviews with that situation. They do definitely do. James Burnett goes shout out to Myron as he was one of the best influences I've had when it comes to learning uh, game and keeping frame. Ultimately, it got me into a long-term relationship. Good stuff for you, my friend. Uh. And that was from JR from before. Shout out to you. All right. I think we're caught up. All right, guys, we're going to recap the case real quick. Um, Angie, anything you want to say before I recap this thing? This guy went like a signed copy of your book. Okay. I will. I think I'll pro what I'm going to probably do, guys, is uh, get 100 copies, sign them, and then uh, and then sell those for y'all. Because uh, I know a lot of you guys want signed copies of the book. Yeah. Um, Angie, do you have anything, though? No. We'll see the trial. Throw the tail in the chair. What a waste. Yeah, I know, dude. I know. All right. So a quick little recap, guys, uh, before we continue. Do we got 2,000 likes, though? Guys, get us up to 2,000 likes while I recap this for y'all, please. We got 2,500 plus y'all in here, and we're at 1.9K likes, so just 100 more, and we'll be good money. All right, recap. So Jody, okay, guys, was dating this guy named Travis, all right? And they were living in – they were living together. Travis ends up moving to Arizona, uh, and Jody follows him because she's the crazy stalker girlfriend. And what ends up happening is she starts coming over to the um, – to the house unannounced and Travis, right, wanting some box or whatever, would have a sexual relationship with her. She would show up crying, I love you, blah, blah, blah. At the, you know, request, request of his friends and against his better judgment, he would take her back every single time, have sex with her. They spent time together and then they were in this toxic relationship. And 
at the same time, Travis was seeing and dating other women. One of these women was a Mormon girl that he uh, took a liking to. Okay, so Travis is a you know charismatic, charming salesman, and he ends up getting a trip to Cancun through his company. So he invites Jody to come with him originally, but he retracts the offer and ends up. It was his documentary doesn't cover, but he ends up retracting the offer and inviting the Mormon girl, uh, Mimi. Right? Was her Mimi. name Mimi? He ends up inviting her instead, and Jody finds out about this. And keep in mind that she had already known that he had been cheating on her as well. Okay, so. In her mind, she moved to Arizona to be with him. He didn't want her. She caught him cheating a bunch of times. He promised her to take her to Cancun, but he retracted the offer and ends up taking some Mormon girl. Well, obviously, at this point, <laughs> she's like, all right, this boy is going to get hit with the fatality. So she comes over, brings a camera. They hook up, you know, engage in some fornication. There's photos of the, the hooking up, etc., of them banging. Then Travis goes and takes a shower. She photographs him while he's in the shower. When I think he's not they looking, fuck in the shower. What was that? I think they fuck in the shower. They smash. Sorry. Are they yeah. smashed in the shower? Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for that detail, Angie. You pervert. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so Angie, uh, I said Angie, uh, Jody starts taking Holy. photo to photographs, right, of Travis while he's in the shower. When he's not looking, she basically starts stabbing him about twenty-seven times, cuts his throat wide open, uh, bunch of stab wounds, and shoots him in the head, uh, and leaves the scene. When she leaves the scene, she drives to another state, gets with another guy. Thinks she destroys the evidence, cleans up the crime scene, thinking that she won't have any of her DNA there. And she puts the camera that had the photo roll in the washing machine, thinking that it would destroy the evidence. So five days later, Mimi shows up to the house, the Mormon girl, finds the dead body, calls the police. The police come to the crime scene, find uh, Jody's DNA, find and retrieve the photographs from the camera, unbeknown to Jody, of course. And they call her. She says, "Oh, I'll cooperate in the investigation," not knowing that the police were able to to find her blood, uh, her blood palm right print there at the scene, the photographs from the camera, and on top of that, the photographs in the camera took two pictures, unbeknown to her, that showed her there at the scene as Travis was being attacked. So she ain't noticed. You stupid. But she confidently thought that she would be able to get away with it because she thought she cleaned the scene and destroyed the evidence, unbeknown to her. So then I'm getting arrest warrant for her. Arresting her in California, in which you guys just had just seen the interviews conducted in California, confronts her with the evidence, and she comes up with a nonsensical story, right? Uh, she didn't do it. She wasn't there. Then she switches her story. Oh, there were two assailants there. They were attacking him, and I was there, and somehow they didn't kill me, but I was able to get away, and I was scared. Blah, 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 blah. Whole bunch of cat, right? Yeah. Okay? Stop the cat. Which explains why she wanted to see the crime scene photo so bad. And then on top of that, she gives a couple of news interviews in the process of being charged with murder one, which any common sense defense attorney would tell you number one don't talk to the police and whatever you do don't talk to the media but what does this woman do because she wants to clown so bad stupid she talks to the, to the media gives interviews and says i am innocent and god is on my side and blah 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 which you know at this point hello Akbar! don't get the rocks because this woman's a murderer but we'll see what ends up happening because now we're about to get into the trial guys so that is the recap of the investigation like the video W recap. Anything you want to say, Angie, before we get into the trial portion of this? Because it gets crazier. I, I don't know if it's appears if it appears in here, but she actually brought a t-shirt with it with the word survivor written on this t-shirt. Really? And she was like, Yeah, because she stated that it was self-defense. Yeah. And yeah. also that Travis like was a pedophile and whatever. Yep. So yeah. which we talked about earlier in the documentary. But uh now we're gonna get into the trial, guys. Um all right. Let's get into it, because stuff's about to get real. 
killed Travis Alexander. There is no question about it. This is Jody's defense team, and what you just saw was the very beginning of their opening statement on the first day of her trial. The Whoa! Hold up one second! So opening statements on the trial, which is the first comments that the defense makes is, she killed him, there's no doubt about it. What happened to the assailants? Huh? What happened to that crazy story? What happened to her not being there? What happened to her being in another state with another dude and not being there with the voicemail, leaving all this evidence? Probably what happened? Yes. Her defense and opening statements opens up. Do I need to rewind this shit? Hold on one second. <laughs> Let's rewind it real fast for y'all. This is the craziness of this. All right, we're at 2846. Hold on. So she gives these interviews saying that she didn't do it. I'm innocent, blah, blah, blah. Now let's see. Since that's the only thing, um, I would be shaking in my boots right now if, if I had to answer to God for such a heinous crime. Jody Arias killed Travis Alexander. There is no question about it. This is Jody's defense team, and what you just saw was the very beginning of their opening statement on the first day of her trial. The date is January 2nd, 2013, exactly four years, six months, and two days after Travis was murdered. What the hell? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> she went out of her way to say, I didn't kill him. Now her defense is saying, yes, she did kill him. So let's see what their defense was for why she killed him. Shit's about to get real. Guys, this story is wild. Uh, shout out to Angie, by the way, for saying we should have covered this case because it was her idea to cover this one. Um, and yeah, this did not disappoint. I'll tell you how that, man. Holy! The million dollar question is what would have forced her to do it? They must have figured the assassination story wouldn't go down well with a jury, especially when confronted with the many steps Jody took to get away with the murder. So the narrative has now changed for a third time, and the defense have to come up with a plausible explanation for Jody's trail of deception. The hole she had dug herself into was exceptionally deep, and her attorneys are now crafting the rope to pull her out. Jody did not always tell the truth about what happened that night. Oh, that's an understatement. She didn't tell the truth at all <laughs> she was scared scared about what had happened and scared about what she had done she had absolutely no experience with police interrogation before you don't say and so when they talked to her <laughs> she wasn't always truthful what 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 like what the hell is the defense saying she didn't have any experience with police interrogation bro innocent people don't have experience with police interrogations her fear and her panic about what had happened led her to tell different stories. Throughout this trial, you will learn more about Jody Arias. Although not everyone in Travis's family were devout Mormons, all of them were close. He in particular had a very strong relationship with his sister Tanisha. And as you can probably tell, a picture can say a thousand words. Much more. She wants to kill her, bruh. Like, yo, if they let her loose, she would, it would literally be street fighting this motherfucker. <laughs> and the next thing you know, Shoryuken, Hadouken, Sonic Boom. Then, perfect. And then next thing you know, I think she will murk her. I think she really would. Jody ain't got no hands. More about Jody. You will find that she's an articulate, bright young woman. 
who is a very talented artist and photographer. And so what would have forced her to have to take Travis's life on that awful day? In order to answer that question, we have to go back to the beginning. The bulk of the defense's opening was to paint Jody as the naive victim and Travis as the calculated villain. Being a Temple member and an executive director of prepaid legal, outward appearances would be very important to Travis. And so while he continued this facade of being a good and virginal Mormon man, he was inwardly dealing with his own sexual issues. And in Jody, in Jody, he found somebody who was easily manipulated and controlled. Someone who would provide him with that secretive sexual relationship that he needed. They also mentioned that Travis was violent with Jody on several occasions, that he would fly into these sudden rages for almost no reason, and that Jody was terrified of him. They end their statement with Jody's latest account of how Travis was killed, which is now a case of justifiable self-defense. The attorney gets to the moment Jody was taking pictures of Travis in the shower. Jody accidentally... Oh, so you're telling me four years ago when the detectives asked her about this and her story about, oh, I wasn't there, then it was these random attackers, now it's self-defense? What the hell is going on? Oh shit, oh shit. He drops Travis's camera. And as that camera was falling, that was enough for Travis. Because he lunged at Jody in anger, knocking her to the ground in the bathroom where there was a struggle. Jody's life was in danger. In just under a minute. So wait, now it was a fight because she dropped the camera? Not that she dropped the camera while she was killing him and it got accidentally taken photos of? Wow, okay. From this, in just a minute, from this picture, we go to the next picture, where it's Travis's body. He's clearly injured already, in a minute. Now that very brief moment of time, a minute, is not the result of premeditation. In that one minute, had Jody not been forced to defend herself, None of us would be here. In that one minute, had Jody not chosen to defend herself, she would not be here. This is not a case of who done it. The person who done it, the person who committed this killing, sits in court today. It's the defendant, Jody and W prosecution. Aries. And the person that she done it to is an individual by the name of Travis Victor Alexander, a former boyfriend of hers, an individual that she was in love with. Yep, all written in Jody's diary. Can you pull up her diary real quick for us, real yeah. fast, um, Angie? We won't read it, but I'm going to just show you guys some of the, the, pages. the pages. An individual that was a good man, an individual that was one of the greatest blessings in her life. And this love, well, she rewarded that love for Travis Victor Alexander by sticking a knife in his chest. And, you know, he was a good man, according to her. And with regard to being a good man, well, she slit his throat as a reward for being a good man. And in terms of these blessings, well, she knocked the blessings out of him by putting a bullet in his head. She took the knife and began to stab him when he was in that defenseless sitting position. This is very important to take note of. The prosecution just referred to this, the last photograph of Travis alive. All right, real quick, guys, here's some of the, uh, you know, 
entries from her diary here. Uh, can you uh, scroll through the pages real fast, Angie? Yeah. yeah. So right. Tuesday, 12.50 a.m., June 10th. Can you hit so, the plus button a bit above? What? Uh, you see the plus button above? Yeah. Yeah, make it a little bit bigger for the people. There you go, yeah. So, so yeah, literally two days after, like, a couple of days after the murder, what does she write this? Oh, yeah, look at this. Oh. And then just yeah. scroll through it. But, yeah, this is her journal entries here, guys. So, she went from June 10 until, I think, June 17. Just writing Travis a whole bunch dead. of, yes. What happened? Travis, what is this? Bruh. So, Stop I don't the know, cow. mostly, this is in the 11th of June. But last night, it was extremely hard. I broke down as I finally brought myself around to going to bed, blah, blah, blah. She's just playing the victim, like, you know, like. It just feels like he hasn't called me in the in so long, in too long. I hear him singing. I hear him laugh. And she doesn't say anything about him being an abuser in her diaries, right? And you would yeah. think in your diary where that's where you'd be the most honest, right? It's it's your thoughts, it's your personal beliefs. But she didn't mention any of this, which is what the prosecutor used against her in the opening statements. So yeah, yeah y'all can see more of the delusion how she writes. You know, a fairy tale, guys. Fairy yeah. tale. You'll see six entrance here. Entries. Yeah. And um, can you throw the link in there for actually, no, the link, guys, if you want to look at the journal entries, we got a pin at the top with the crime scene photos. I can, I can just send it. You can send it there. The chart, yeah. All right. And you got y'all. She'll put it there for you guys. But let's get back to the doc. Their argument is that Jody either asked him to sit down or at least waited for him to sit down before she began her attack. She knew Travis had to be in a disadvantaged position before she commenced her assault. And the prosecution's argument is that it was at this moment when Travis received a stab wound to the heart. He would have then began to rapidly lose consciousness from that point forward. He attempted to protect himself and escape, but he was soon overwhelmed by his attacker due to the rapid blood loss. The pool of blood outside his bathroom reinforces the argument that his throat was cut after the stabbings. Wow. And a coroner's report, which will be revealed in more detail later on, concludes that Travis was in all likelihood shot in the head last. Jody's version, on the other hand, has to be that Travis was shot first. The reason for this will also be explained later on. And began and stuck the knife in his chest. He struggled. He grabbed the knife. And when he grabbed the knife, of course that resulted in more blood. I pushed the girl who was there. And I was able to get the better her. And I was about to run out. Get out and go get some help. Except that I was then confronted by the guy. This guy started looking through. See those stupid statements she gave the police. Now the prosecution's using it against her. My purse. And lo and behold, in my purse, believe it or not, I happen to have my car registration that shows my address because that's what I carry around. So they knew, they being the, this, this guy, knew exactly where I live. And he said to me, well, if you tell what happened here, the same thing's going to happen to your family. There's a different story now. Now, it's not that she wasn't there. Now, it's not that it's two people with whatever variation she may have provided to these national shows. Now, she admits it. It was her. She's the person who actually did this. And even though she says that, she still has a view as to the evidence. And this is exhibit number 248. Now Jerry is going to convict me. Oh, yeah, guys, they had 248 pieces of evidence against this chick. Bro, they were going for the knockout. Fatality. They're not playing around. 248, that, there was uh, probably closer to 300 exhibits on this case. 
And yeah, they had a lot of evidence. We're, we're going to say Angie, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, guys, so um, so after she lost this case, she got into, into jail, right? And she found out about Casey Anthony and she wanted to get Casey Anthony's attorney. Um, oh, Jose Baez. So this guy, um, the, the prosecutor, found out about this and mm -hmm. was like doing everything in his like power. She to tried to get a retrial? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because they always file appeal after they lose, guys. Um, but let's see how she lost. You guys are going to see the ridiculousness of this. Why not? So this is her giving her interview at the Inside Edition. <laughs> because I'm innocent, and you can mark my words on that one. No jury will convict me. Oh! Uh, what? Bumbleclad. You can mark my words! Bumbleclad! No jury's going to convict me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll see about that one, bitch. Holy! And the, the guys... This is why you don't talk to the press. This is why you don't talk to the police. If you are the suspect in any type of criminal investigation, you shut your fucking mouth and you only talk to your attorney and you don't talk to the police unless your attorney is present. This woman went ahead and spoke to the press at Inside Edition and gave a full-on interview. And the prosecutor is using it against her, Exhibit 248, the president, the, the, the jury won't convict me. Bro, this right here. You stupid. I have never seen a bigger L than what I am seeing right now at this point with this chick. Literally, they will do anything for clout. I'm going get the rocks. Hello, Akbar. I also ask that you mark her words while you're marking the guilty verdict for her premeditated killing. Travis Alexander. Jody spent 18 days on the stand when she knew what questions were coming and when completely uncon. And they put her on the stand. L defense. <laughs> Putting your the, your defendant on the stand is one of the worst things that you can do. But let me tell you guys, the one exception where you got to put your defendant on the stand is what? During self defense cases. And you guys are going to see right now on uh, cross-examination, how they literally cook this chick, all right? It's fantastic to view. It's literally, you guys are going to see delusion, imagination, all right? You're going to see female delusion get smacked with the face of logic and fact, all right? This is literally fantastic to behold. Get your popcorn, guys. Get your popcorn. Matter of fact, Angie, can you give me my popcorn? It's uh, it's right there on the top of the uh, the fridge. Can you give right. me the popcorn? Yeah. This is going to be fantastic, what you guys are about to behold. Tested, she was very much in her element. She was able to respond to the questions instinctively, and her dialogue came out in a confident and natural manner. You could tell she had each and every one of her responses planned to a T, and had considerable faith that her manipulative prowess would ultimately save her. I don't know why, but they were Spider-Man and... At this point in the trial, the defense had already detailed how Travis was physically... Y'all got your popcorn? Because I got mine, goddammit. Yo, this is about to get crazy, all right? This is how you don't put your defendant on the stand. 
abusive, sexually overbearing, and a deep-seated pedophile. Jody stated that she caught him on his computer looking at images of children and that Travis had even asked her to wear Spider-Man underwear during sex. The next segment is Jody's supposed theory as to why Travis had such a request. I, I do know, however, that prior, the year prior, he... There's a child he was close with that really liked Spider-Man. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but he was very much into Spider-Man. This is the reason why she- Even that dude was like, bro, what the fuck is going on? She never left Travis after finding out about his pedophilic urges. Um, I was under the impression that when he was able to sleep with a woman, as opposed to fantasizing about a child, he felt like more normal as a, as a man. So, also, I had seen prior to this incident many beautiful qualities about him and good qualities about him and things that were attractive about him. And I believe that this incident was a negative part of himself that he didn't want to foster or that he was fighting or struggling against and that he ultimately wanted to eradicate. So just to clarify what she actually said, her understanding and support of nature was the reason she stayed in a relationship with an unashamed pedophile. She kept it a complete secret, hoping he would change, all the while he was being physically and emotionally abusive on a regular basis. She's tearing down his character, but trying to do so in a subtle manner. She gives off the impression that she's holding back on his detraction to preserve some of his reputation, when she's actually trying to destroy it as much as she possibly can. This is Jody's version of events that led up to the killing in her own words. It's important to note that when you rehearse something in your head repeatedly, it can be as though it actually happened. And as we know, Jody had nothing but time on her hands for the last four and a half years. The clip will begin at the moment she dropped Travis's camera. It slipped. It was kind of like the best I could. All right, guys, get your popcorn ready because this is literally crazy. Bumblecut! All right, I got mine ready. You, you need some more, Angie? Yeah. Here. There you go. Thanks. All right, guys. Got a sh sharing is caring, guys. I like Boom Chicka Pop. Pretty good popcorn. They're not advertising this show, but... <laughs> Yeah, guys, I guess I need or something right now, man, because this, this shit's about to get crazy with her story. Seriously, this is I'm the clown clown world that this was even allowed to be brought into court. But uh, let's go. Describe it like when you go to catch a football, but it bounces and you kind of fumble it a little because it it didn't slip and just drop. It slipped and I tried to catch it and it kind of bounced a little and then fell on the ground and bounced and rolled onto the tile. It fell first on the mat, then it rolled right onto the tile. The mat isn't very big, it's just kind of right outside the shower. At that point, he got very angry and he stepped out of the shower. He lifted me up from the crouch position with enough force that my feet came off the ground momentarily and he body slammed me on the tile. At that point, I rolled and I ran down the hallway. I ran into the closet, I slammed the door. I start running. If you are looking at the diagram, it would be on the left side of the seat. I began running that way with my initial intent to probably run out this door. I instead went for the gun. According to Jody, a gun was hidden above the shelves in Travis's closet. She had discovered it a month earlier while cleaning. Grab the gun. Right, as, I don't, right about then, Travis was opening the door. What was that, Andrew? She will be best friends with Casey. Yeah, sure. she will. That she Casey also had Casey Anthony also had a crazy ass story like this. Yeah. I grabbed it. I ran out into the bathroom. He ran, I believe, straight toward the door as well. At that point, I had run out of the bathroom 
and I turned and I just wanted him to stop, so I pointed the gun at him, hoping that that would just make him halt, and it didn't. Instead, he lunged at me right around the time that the gun went off, and I didn't mean for it to go off. This is why her version has to be that. Now, I didn't mean for it to go off. And guys, this is a very critical component right here. Travis was shot first. According to her, it was all an accident. There was no intention. Travis was shot first. Let's see what the autopsy says about that. ...to actually kill, and Travis's death was the unintended result of his own senseless aggression. So you might be wondering how she can explain the 27 stab wounds and the laceration to his throat. We got... We fell with pretty good force down in the corner, near 15, but not quite a, that close. It was kind of near the sink, kind of sort of that area. And he fell kind of on top of me, but to my right. I didn't want him to get on top of me. He was grabbing at my clothes. He was trying to get on top of me. I don't know where the gun went at that point. It was not in my hands anymore. If it got knocked out of my hands or if I dropped it, but I broke away from him and as soon as i broke the moment i broke away that's when he threatened my life just to be clear on what jody is talking about after she accidentally shot travis in the head he wrestled her to the floor but she then managed to break away at which point he screamed the words i'll fucking kill you bitch i have no clear memories after that at all it's things began to get really foggy after the gun went off so there it is, her explanation as to why she slit the throat and continued stabbing the man she had no intention of killing is that she can't remember. The trauma of the situation caused complete memory loss, but she's able to detail how terrified she was right before her recollection goes blank. It's hard to describe the fear. Um, it, was, it was like mortal terror, it really was. Um, when he was trying to get on top of me, I thought he was, and then he threatened my life, I really thought he was had intentions to kill me. So. I don't remember sp any specifics of what happened right after that point. This is her explanation as to why she never called the police once she came to her senses, and also why she went to such lengths in order to cover up her involvement. So she couldn't remember. Bumbukat! Now we're going to see her excuse for why she didn't call the cops and why she lied. I didn't want people to know the kinds of things that were going on in our relationship. I felt that if I told police Travis attacked me, I would have to give explanation as to why he attacked me. And if I gave explanation as to why, I would have to go back through the different incidents that we'd gone through and how those things didn't really begin until after I walked in on him. I believe they were related and I didn't ever want to go there. So it was all convoluted and I thought that by saying that, that that would open the door to that, to that, to that. And I didn't want to de-edify him so just to abbreviate what she said it was what the fuck did she just say what yo can what you guys fuck? yo this is literally clown world stuff going on guys she's on the stand trying to give her story it makes no logical sense it doesn't adhere to the facts of what actually was found at the crime scene. Doesn't line up with the forensics. Doesn't line up with the DNA. Doesn't line up with the photos. Doesn't line up with anything. Okay? Yet, she's still on here speaking about this so confidently on the stand. Well, you guys are going to see what ends up happening here.
All to protect Travis's reputation. The final strategy from the defense is to portray self-blame from the defendant. It's a subtle ploy to make it seem as though she's not even trying to appear innocent, and thus give credibility to everything she had stated up to this point. Have you forgiven yourself for not finding another way out of the situation you found yourself in on June 4th? What? Have you forgiven yourself for not finding another way out of the situation you find yourself on June 4th? What the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on here? Guys, this is what I'm trying to say when I tell you a lot of the time. State courts are literally circus world sometimes with this. Like, yeah, this right. was televised on TV. Where are they going with this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but we're enjoying some popcorn while we watch it. But this is Cloud World. <laughs> Holy! Welcome to the circle, to the circus. And this chick, Jody Arias, is the ringleader. No, I think that if I had just left before any of that happened, I have a million regrets. I mean, I, I was scared of him and I reacted, but I still, re I will always regret everything about that. Do you blame yourself for not taking some other alternative measures? Yes. I think maybe if I had handled the gun properly and just, I meant to just point it at him. I thought it would stop him. And maybe he wouldn't have gotten as angry as he did. Maybe he wouldn't have threatened to kill me. I don't know. Ma'am, you remember having a conversation with Detective... Uh, okay, this is where it gets good, guys. This is where I want you all to really have that popcorn ready. Because now this is cross-examination. So in court, guys, when you have witnesses, the defense has their witnesses, the prosecution has their witnesses. This obviously is the defense's witness because she is a defendant. Normally, you would never want to put a defendant on the stand. But in investigations like this, where it's self-defense, well, there's only one witness there and it needs to be able to substantiate why they acted in self-defense and a lot of the times use deadly force. This is why Kyle Rittenhouse was put on the stand. This is why I think Zimmerman took the stand. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if Zimmerman took the stand. I have to double check. But typically in self-defense cases, you have to put the defendant on the stand so that they can articulate what led them to using deadly force. So when you put yourself on the stand, you are open to what's called cross-examination where the other side asks you questions uh, on what transpired. And in this case, the prosecution has a bunch of evidence to refute everything she just said during her direct with the defense. Now, they about to start cooking this girl, okay? So guys, it's about to get really entertaining right now. Bumbacat! I need y'all to get that popcorn and enjoy because what's gonna happen is... Let's get ready to rumble! Alright? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Angie's already ready. She going. She got. She got yeah. a, a cup, right, of a popcorn. So, uh, let's get into it, guys. Orders <laughs> of the Mesa Police Department back on July fifteenth of two thousand and eight. Yes. I like the video, by the way, guys. We're at two thousand likes, but I'd really appreciate it if y'all can help us get to. You know, we got twenty, almost twenty four hundred y'all watching. Uh, get us to twenty four hundred. I really appreciate it because we're we're doing overtime right now. This is about to be a four hour long podcast, more than likely. So, do me a solid and like the video. And this was the day that you were arrested, right? Yes. 
What's fascinating about this prosecutor's approach is that the vast majority of his cross-examination doesn't even challenge Jody's new storyline. He simply asks specific questions within it. He puts a microscope under certain elements and lets the absurdity of it all speak for itself. And during that time, you told him something, and let's take a look at it uh, right now. Okay, I think you can help us. I would love to help you in any way that I can. Okay. That's not true, is it? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what help means. Yes or no? Were you there to help? I don't know. Were you there to tell the truth? No. That wasn't the truth, was it? That you were there to help him, was it? No, that was not the truth. You'll notice that Jody has a hard time agreeing to details that actually conform to her own narrative. The tone of the prosecutor puts her on the defensive, and she tries her best to avoid agreeing with what he's saying, even though the actual context of his dialogue correlates with her own defense. And, in fact, you were there for a different purpose. You were there so that he wouldn't get the truth, right? No, I was there against my will. There's nothing that the detective ever did to get you to say whatever it was that you said on the first interview, right? Not that I recall. Well, again, we're with the memory issue. Ma'am, are you having problems remembering what happened back on July 15th of 2008? No. So he didn't do anything then, right? Anything what? What are we talking about, ma'am? Are you again having problems understanding yeah, what's going on? Your Honor, if she can't understand this question, that's... Overall, to me, answer. I don't understand his question. Man, the detective did. Even that dude is like, what the hell is going on here, bro? That, that guy was like, Leonardo DiCaprio left. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yo, this chick is on some BS. And also, guys, I want y'all to notice the, the reason why the prosecutor is getting her to say, oh, you lied, blah, 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 is he's attacking her credibility to show, listen, guys, if she could lie about something like this, she's more than likely lying about other things as well. And this cross examination, was fantastic to watch because what you guys are watching is imagination, okay? Getting smacked by facts, okay? Bumblecut! Didn't do anything during the interview to cause you to lie, right? No. So with this interview, you then started to talk about whether or not you had been in Arizona, right? Yes. You said no, you hadn't been in Arizona, right? That's right. That's an absolute lie, right? Yes. And the reason that, that you didn't want to admit to being in Arizona is because you knew that you had killed Travis Alexander, right? Yes. Ma'am, after that interview, you then had another chance to have a conversation with Detective Flores the next day, right? Yes. And again, it was a voluntary conversation, wasn't it? Yes. And it was the same situation as the day before, right? He sat down, he asked you questions, right? Yes. That's when you changed your story, didn't you? Yes. Because you did not gotcha, bitch. want any consequences with regard to the killing of Travis Alexander, right? I wasn't concerned about consequences at that point. Cross-examination on the actual killing started on day 39. At this moment, Jody has already explained that she dropped the camera, was body slammed by Travis, rolled away, and had just ran into the closet to get the gun. So then you just said that you were going over to the closet area to get the gun, right? The corner. The corner, right? And as you are in that corner, he's coming in through the door, right? Yes. But man, 
This is a very small closet, isn't it? No, it's bigger than the cell that I live in. It's bigger than what? It's bigger than the cell that I live in. It's not a small closet. Ma'am, we don't want to know where you live in. Do you understand that? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. Yo, this is fucking awesome. Bro, this is, real talk, this prosecutor is probably the first person to hold this dumb bimbo accountable and let her know, yo, you are stupid. And nobody cares about irre irrelevant facts to this investigation. No one cares what your cell is. Why are you trying to make this about yourself? Nobody cares. <laughs> All right, stick to the facts, bitch. This is fantastic. I'm just using that as W prosecutor. Reference it's not small. You understand? Did I ask you where you were living? No. We're clear, right? We do not want to know where you're living right now. You understand that? Okay, sorry. You run in into the bathroom, don't you? Yes. You're in a hurry, right? Yes. You want to get away, right? Um, I want him to not get close to me. Well, you want to get away. That's what's going on, right? I want him to not get near me. That's what's going right. on. And so what you do then is... He's just said that, but she just doesn't want to agree with him so bad. According to you is, you then go in here and then you pivot, right? Or turn around. Yes. You have the gun. Which hand do you have the gun up in? Both. So um, you have it out like this with both hands outstretched? Yes. Correct? Yes. And so you have the gun outstretched and he's still not there yet, right? He's still in the closet. He's coming out the door as I turn. So he's at the door now, right? And according to you, he is on you when you shoot him, right? Not quite on me. I think the gun went off and then he impacted me right shortly after that. And in fact, according to your testimony on direct, he falls on top of you, right? He lunges at me like a linebacker. Jody used this linebacker analogy a number of times throughout the trial. The prosecutor now asks her to give a visual example. It appeared to have no real tactical purpose, but it was certainly a welcome and somewhat comical distraction for the viewers at home amid the graphic testimony. <laughs> Yo, man. You triggered my trap card! Linebacker stance, bitch! Um, as he was running... No, no, just, just show me. That's what I'm asking you to do. Not talk. Show me. Show me the linebacker pose. He got down and... Well, show me. Show me the linebacker pose. That's what I'm asking for you to do. Okay. He went like that, and he turned his head and grabbed my waist. Just like that, correct? Pretty much. And he grabbed your waist, right? I can't say it's just like that, but that's what I... Look at how she's avoiding eye contact with him. She like, as she's like, she's listening to him, and then like, as she's answering, she looks away. Just, I want, without talking, just show me the pose. He got down like that. Like that. Yeah. All right, go ahead and have a seat then. After he came at you, ma'am, and he, that happened, did you go down? We both went down. And he's still not dead, right? Definitely not. He's very angry. He's very angry, and this is seconds afterwards, right? Yes. Is he on all fours now? Um, he's on the side of me, grabbing at my clothes and grabbing at me. What happens then? I break away from him, and he screams out, fucking kill you, bitch. And then what do you do? I don't really remember. I just remember. <laughs> oh!
I don't remember anything at that point, so I would be speculating. So you don't remember a single solitary thing after that, right? The prosecutor for the next several hours would argue the improbability of that being the case. The memory loss caused by trauma would put Jody's mind in a state of disorganized chaos. Yet her next steps were highly calculated as we all know. Even going by her own narrative, she knew exactly where to strike Travis with a knife in order to kill him. She also cleaned down the crime scene and deleted the photos from Travis's camera. This argument took over, or so she thought, over three hours to conduct and had to be explained through the scope of mathematics and science. On paper, it was perhaps the most damning part of cross-examination, yet it was so complicated that much of the testimony could have been lost with a jury. It was in fact the start of day 44 that had the most impact. It involved the time span between the two photographs taken on Travis's camera by accident. The prosecutor's argument is that Jody would not have enough time to carry out her version of events. He will first get her to recount all of these events in detail, and as she is doing so, will be oblivious to the prosecutor's closing argument. She will begin digging her own grave without realizing it. And it's important to note that all of what she is about to recount occurred in just 62 seconds. This exhibit, 161, is when the camera, according to you, actually hit the ground, right? I don't know if it's hitting the ground as that photo was taken or not. So you don't know how this photograph was taken then, right? It could have been while I was trying to catch it. I don't know. At some point, the camera hits the ground, right? Yes. That's what you told the jury, right? It hits the mat, yes, and rolls to the top. Ma'am, yes or no, didn't you tell the jury that the camera hit the ground near the shower? Yes no, or no, no. I said it landed on the mat. Is that near the shower? Yes. Is the mat? Bro! Bumbaka! See how she's just arguing and arguing out, guys? This is what happens so much on the podcast. Y'all are watching it right now. Cross-examination that she cannot take the L, she cannot incriminate herself. Like, you've already incriminated yourself. You're already done. But now she's just arguing stuff that doesn't matter. She's arguing to argue. The prosecutor is like, yo, stop being stupid. Answer the question. Oh, it was near the shower. <laughs> On the floor near the shower. Yes. And the camera hitting the mat. Would that be near the shower? Yes. And... You then so I was near the shower. Bumbaka. Ali. You stupid. That Mr. Alexander became very upset, right? Yes. And that that's what started this. I feel this man's pain right now, bro. I do this three <laughs> times a week. He's losing his shit right now in court. Now y'all see why my hair follicles are gone. I do this all the time with these girls, bro. You got to put them in the corner where it's yes or fucking no. You fucking bimbo. Holly thing out because he sort of stepped out of the shower and then came after you, right? He picked me up. That's coming after you, isn't it? And according to you, those movements culminated or continued when he grabbed you and put you down on the ground, right? Yes. And as a result of that, you said that you bumped your head or hit your head, right? Yes. And that maybe it knocked the wind out of you, right? Yes. And that you were in fear at that point, right? Yes, very much. And uh, you were able to fight him off so that you could get away, right? Um, I rolled. You roll away and you begin to run down, run down the hallway, right? Yes. And then you went into the closet, right? Correct. According to you, that's where you went and obtained the gun, right? Yes. When you went- And notice how he has to ask questions like this that are leading in nature because he knows if he does it, she's gonna go on a random tangent and say dumb shit. 
So he has to ask his questions in this manner because this woman, quite frankly, is delusional, can't answer direct He's questions. He's kind of like you on the podcast. Hey, man, you got to do it this way, though. Now y'all know why I ask women the questions that I do. Because, obviously, I've been in court. I know this how this goes. And to get an answer out of delusional people a lot of times, you have to ask them yes or no questions. And you have to paint the picture for them so that they can come to the logical conclusion on their own that they are, quite frankly, very stupid. Somebody said, get this prosecutor on after hours. Yeah, bro, I might need them. <laughs> you deal with female delusion right now on the grandest stage. Into the bathroom, you were able to turn around, if you will, and now you had the gun in your hands, right? That's what you told us, right? Yes. And that's when he was coming at you in this linebacker pose, right? Around that time, yes. And that's when you shot him in the face, right? Um... Yeah, that's when the gun went off. So, oh, now it's when they want gun went off. And remember, guys, that her story is she shot, shot him first, okay? Even though the evidence doesn't point to that. Then, according to you, he fell on top of you, right? It was kind of on top, but maybe more to the right. I don't know. It wasn't directly on top of me. I was trying to prevent him from getting on top of me. And that's when the memory issues started, correct? <laughs> now the memory issues start coming. We don't know how we got 27 stab wounds. Right? I'd say that. Actually, man, the way you describe that, it's impossible. Oh, boy. Here we go with the facts. You triggered my trap card. So he got her in a corner. That's your story, right? Yeah? Okay. All right. Now I'm about to cook you, bitch. Yo! For the killing to have happened in that manner, isn't it? No. That's just according to you. You'll notice that Jody evades the majority of the questions in this next segment. She starts to realize the argument put forward is making complete sense and will at all costs avoid saying yes to most of the points laid out for her. It's as though she knows a fundamental part of her storyline is about to be exposed. We know that there's some action that is going on at 531.14, right? Something's going on, right? Yes. And this is where the camera pictures become super incriminating and super good for the prosecution. Uh, guys, do me a favor. We got 2.1K likes here. Like the video because she about to get exposed once again. Let's get up to 2,400 likes. We got 2,500 plus y'all watching right now at 2.43 in the morning. It's fucking lit in here. We also know that Exhibit 162 is 532.16, which is a minute. And two seconds later, correct? Correct. So you've now shot him. You've told us that the fog is rolling in and that you have no memory. You still don't know where the knife is, do you? I don't remember a lot from that period. It could be. Right. But you told us before that period even that you didn't know where the knife was. Do you remember just telling me that? Uh, today, as I sit here, I don't remember where the knife was. On June 4th, I might have remembered where Man, it was. Do you remember... <laughs> cross-examination that I asked you if you knew where the knife was on June 4th and you said no I, I don't remember where the knife was and so as you shot Mr. Alexander you by necessity then have to go look for the knife don't you I don't know the answer to that well you didn't have the knife in your hand when you shot him That's did, did you the stain did you have the knife in your hand when you shot him? Same question. Yeah, now the defense is trying to... They, now they know that this stuff's getting real right now. So the defense is trying to object, object, object. But, hey, man, you can't save her now, bro. Gotcha, bitch. Overruled. No, I did not. 
So that means that if you didn't have the knife in your hand, you needed to go get it from somewhere, right? I guess. I don't know. No, no, no. There's no guessing here now. Oh, shit. Get over here. He ain't stopping. If you didn't have it in your hand and you just shot him and you rolled away, right? Objection, argument. You do then agree that if the knife, if you didn't know where the knife was and Mr. Alexander didn't have it, it would take time for you to go find that knife, wouldn't it? Objection, argument. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where the knife was. <laughs> he ain't letting go. Get over here! Right. Since you didn't know where the knife was, it would take time to go find it, irrespective of where it was, wouldn't it? Um, I guess under that theory. Sure, under that theory. I guess under that theory. Come on, bro. Oh, you can keep cooking now. It would take time, right? Yeah, I guess. And what you're telling us under your scenario is that in 62 seconds, you get body slam, you do whatever you do, but you get away, you run down the hallway, you go in the closet, you grab a gun, you back up, you shoot Mr. Alexander, he goes down, he's still pawing at you and saying, fucking kill you, bitch. And then- Using her story back against her. Mirror force activated, AKA. You triggered my trap card. After you're able to get away, you go get the knife, and he ends up at the end of the hallway, all in 62 seconds. That's what you're telling us? No, that's not what I'm saying, and he did He had it down to the second, bro. Didn't say fucking kill you bitch till I got away and Pardon? he didn't say fucking kill you bitch until after I got away you said he said it before I broke away but he said it right as I broke away she just created a non-argument for the purpose of deflecting from the primary contention whether or not Travis said those words before or after she broke away has no bearing whatsoever on the prosecutor's assertion which he now reiterates and <laughs> see how she's trying to redirect man then you had to go get the knife for everything to occur so that we got here. I don't know what's all the particulars of what's going on in that picture, so I can't even say if that's true or not. You might be thinking Jody has an argument here, that perhaps Travis was only shot and not stabbed. This would have given reason for the blood, and contend that Jody wouldn't have had to go looking for the knife. But the medical examiner found little to no bleeding at the site of the bullet track. The probable reason for this is that Travis was already dead. But there are also medical phenomena that could still prove Jody's narrative to be true. What she can't prove, however, is that this blood came from the gunshot. You say that he gets shot, right? Oh, shit. Gotcha, bitch. That's correct. Goes down, and you describe for us that he's pawing at you, and then you're able to sort of stand up, fucking kill you, bitch, and then the fog rolls in, right? No, then I have no memory. The fog was already there. The fog was already there. And did you or did you not have the knife with you? I did not. And you obtained it at some other point when you can't tell us, right? Uh, it would appear that way, yes. <laughs> it would appear that way, yes. You say it would appear that way. Let's be clear, there wasn't anybody else there, right? That's correct. And you did stand out at some point. You remember telling us that, right? 
I believe I did. And when you stood up, he was still on the ground, right? I don't recall looking back. Pardon? I don't recall looking back. So you were, even though he's still a threat to you, according to you, and he's just threatened your life, you turn your back on the threat? Yeah, I'm trying to get away. This was the time she stated verbatim, the fog was already there. Yet when she feels threatened by a question, she all of a sudden has a vivid recollection. The element of the time span between the two photographs goes on for another 45 minutes. Yet the Holy bro. Gotcha, bitch. full context of the argument had already been asserted by this point and perhaps strengthened by Jody's defensive posture throughout the entire exchange. When a battered woman is attacked... All right, now they're on to closing statements. So they're at the end of the trial now, okay, guys? This is the closing statement is the last statement you give before the jury goes and deliberates on whether the defendant is guilty or not. The defense does their closing statements, and then the prosecution does theirs, and they summarize the entire uh, trial with their evidence and implore the jury to find in their favor. And they're defending their life. They don't know when to stop. Travis Alexander's body was stabbed 27 times. It may be that Jody Arias didn't know when to stop. This uh, individual, the defendant, Jody Ann Arias, killed Travis Alexander. And even after stabbing him over and over again, and even after slashing his throat from ear to ear, and then even after taking a gun and shooting him in the face, she will not let him rest in peace. But now, instead of a gun, instead of a knife, she uses lies. This is an individual who is manipulative. This is an individual who will stop at nothing and will continue to be manipulative and will lie at every turn and at every occasion that she has. Everything in this case points to the fact that it did not happen. And I will there do anything medical... to slap her. <laughs> you said what, you'll do anything to slap her? Yeah. Yeah, like, I would pay to watch that. That bitch face. I, I would pay to see you slap her. <laughs> there are no friends. There is no one that can come in and say anything about that. There are no medical records. There is absolutely nothing. There is a direct strike. Oh, uh, look, they're showing them the autopsy photos, which, and by the way, guys, I want y'all to go ahead and click the crime scene photos, okay, at the top of the chat. I got it there for y'all. Uh, shout out to Angie for finding them. Shout out to you, Angie, for real, because she found the photos for you guys, and she put it at the top. So go ahead and click that link and look at the autopsy photos, and you guys are going to be able to be in the jury and the crowd's shoes looking at these photos. We got $2,500 in reactions. here. Like the video, guys. So that's where these reactions are coming from. Very gruesome crime scene. To his neck, which is an indication of somebody who is thinking this person's not their faces, going to live. Man. He may get They're away from Yeah, their faces. Like, that, look, that was he, me when I found them. I was like, fuck, <laughs> oh, look at this. Yeah, she came. Man, he woke me up, bro. <laughs> All right, look at these photos. I was like, bro, get out of here. I'm trying to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, nah, but shout out to Angela. She was actually like, you know, she was, she was grinding funny these photos like, for y'all. I got sick, I got sick So shout out to her. But yeah, yeah, look at their faces, bro. Like what, this dude, right? This dude like, yo, what the hell is going on? He's definitely saying in the back of his mind, Abdul. Hello, Abdul. Get the rocks. In the shower. He may get away from me all the way to the sink. And he may stumble his way. 
down that hallway. But you know, I caught him. And now, rather than stabbing him anywhere else, right here. So it's a and this is his family, by the way, here, guys. This is his family. I think this is his mom and his dad. Very well orchestrated kill. The other thing that she did is that she created a lie that really involves behavior that is a hot button kind of topic. How horrific. Yo, this prosecutor cooking, man. It is to be accused falsely of being a pedophile. Not here. He's not here to say, no, that's not true. And so state goes to the computer and doesn't find anything there. Oh, no, no, I changed my mind. It was actually images. First of all, her journal indicates that there wasn't such an event. Second of all, the tech... Bam, they used their journal against her. She thought that journal would protect her and make her look innocent because she speaks so well of him. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, I, you can, I just can't believe they showed these pictures to to the family. Yeah, I know that's that's what? tough, that's tough. But they had to show it to illustrate to get to get you know emotion is very powerful in jury trials, so that's why they did that it was a strategy. But um, her own journal entries, which were used to kind of make her look innocent, what what did it do? It ended up proving that he was not a pedophile, as she so claimed. Messages also indicate the same thing. And what human being? If that is the allegation, if they really are caring, what human being doesn't go to the police and say, or somebody else, this person is a pedophile. What she does, well, it's the new approach. It's the new approach to pedophilia. What does she do? Well, let's jump in the sack. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> let's smash is you, you being a creep really turns me on all right guys we're about to get into the verdict guys i need y'all okay number one like the video okay subscribe to the channel um and you got anything to say before we get into the verdict no i just want to see if it's a piercing here i don't remember when she pulled out that the survivor shirt man okay let's if see not, I'm i don't know get if it's picture. in this documentary i think that might have been your research i don't know if it's in this I'll, one i'll get the picture anyway so you, you guys can okay. see like that was literally a slap in their family's face like travis family's face like yeah. seeing that survivor shirt i'm gonna show you because it's shout crazy. out to angie with the side facts let me, let me uh look it up. all right yeah, guys like the video all right actually no let me read some of these chats before we before we get into it uh we got here thank you guys so much for the donations uh we're going almost on four hours here Brian goes, I'm working on overnight right now. My boss comes in over here in the pod goes, this, uh, this beat, this bitch is fucked. <laughs> Shout out to your boss, man. I know a lot of y'all watch the podcast, um, when you guys are working and stuff like that. And that really, uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, sure. It's safe to have Ryan Dawson on YouTube. He's got a lot of channels taken down just cause he was interviewed. It should be rumble only. Uh, don't worry. I'm gonna talk to my YouTube people. Make sure it's cool. If not, we'll make it rumble only, but I'll tell you this. When we start getting into them boys, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Here it is. Uh, Look at this. We're definitely going to go ahead and sh hit share screen on it and I'll pull it up. Uh, you remember how to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, once we start talking about them boys, I'm definitely going to go to Rumble. Uh, Fresh and Fit Law Edition, the Lawyer Myron and Murder Ho crazy panel. Fantastic. Now y'all to see where I get my strat strategies from. Great coverage as always. Uh, Balliette Brand, appreciate that. Uh, Itachi goes, the fact the prosecutor has to baby her into asking questions, absolutely comedy uh, and amazing. Yeah. Look, yo, holy. That. <laughs> Bro, yeah, that's that's to add insult to injury, right? Here she is. You can find this bird. 
this guy, like, Bitch merch. was trying to sell merch before she went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Uh, taking my breakfast be uh, before my shift, waking up to another bomb video on Feta 18 Live. Wish you and Angie a good week. Cheers from Portugal. Shout out to you guys, man. Uh, we got the whole world watching. Uh, no, nah, she's scared because she knows she got some money coming. Yep. Uh, get the big rocks up, dual facts. Hello, Akbar! Throw this dude in the chair. What a waste. This hole in the chair, yeah. Uh, cover Christopher Dorner. Uh, Angie, can you make a note of that one? Aside from the homicide, these homicidal 304s be fine AF. <laughs> you know what's crazy, Martin? Andrew's in jail. Yeah, and he's innocent. Uh, all right. Uh, Martin, have you seen anything like this in the feds? Uh, no, this is clown world. They don't record the things. Accidentally committed aggravated identity theft and robbed Sprint of 700K. I need my appeal on my case. It was self-defense. Thanks, Jody. <laughs> That's from Xena. Uh, great content. The attorney who defended Jody, the falsification was cringe on so many levels. This is like spraying perfume while hiding a carry-on. I appreciate forensics. Absolutely. Edgar Renova, what a great reward. Imagine having someone love you so much to the point that they're so kind enough to put a bullet in your face. Lovely. Absolutely. Uh, so she was taking the pictures as distraction to leave him in the shower, right? I think so. I think that was her strategy. Uh, that's what me and Angie kind of came with, is that she was taking pictures of him so his defense was down so she can go ahead and stab him yeah. when he wasn't, like, paying attention. Uh, lawyers reaching. Uh, absolutely, they were. That's her defense. Fresh as dog. Noah Mills, what is the extent of your martial arts experience of any, and what are they doing to take his violation of human rights, not to mention international? Absolutely. It's illegal. Everyone in the chat, I'll remove your inappropriate comments and harassment. I am Azina the Witch Whitler. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, hey, Mark, can you do the Kiki Camarena case with the agent that got married? Yes. I've, I've, uh, I got that one in the, uh, in the pot. Three diglets. Thank you. Uh, God, y'all find in the chat, man. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> they were chatting. Yeah. Okay. The prosecutor's absolutely a savage. Him and Camille Vasquez. Okay. I think we're caught up. Cool. All right. Let's get into the, into the, uh, the verdict here, guys. And guys, like the video. All right. We're going on four hours now for y'all. Like the content. All right. The state of Arizona versus Jody Ann Arias, verdict count one. We, the jury, duly impaneled and sworn, and the above entitled action upon our oaths do find the defendant as to count one first degree murder guilty. Justice is served, Five jurors find premeditated. Zero fine felony murder, seven fine both premeditated and felony. Um. Eight minutes later, Fox 10 Phoenix. Uh, you would think that she would learn her lesson from going to the media, but let's see what she says. Just a couple of minutes ago, you heard the verdict from the jury. What are your thoughts? Um, I think I just went blank. Oh, you went blank again? Just, um... I don't know. I just feel overwhelmed. I think I just need to take it a day at a time. You, um, did you avoid eye contact with Travis's family while you were in there? Or did you make eye contact? And what are your thoughts on that? Um, I typically avoided eye contact. Travis comes from a family where they all sort of look a lot alike. So when I see their faces, I see Travis. Oh, here we go, bro. What the man? Bumbocat! And I see the man that abused me, and I don't want to look at that. It is ordered. The defendant shall be incarcerated in the Department of Corrections for the rest of her natural life with no possibility of parole. Hey! 
Dom DeMarco. DeMarco. Yes. Life in prison, no possibility of parole. That's Don't what we're talking that. about, baby. Fatality. Gotcha, Cody bitch. Arias is currently housed at the Arizona State Prison Complex. She maintains her innocence to this day. Of course she maintains her innocent, bro. You stupid. She's still going to get like Casey Anthony's yep. um, attorney. Yeah, guys. So, man, that was the uh, Wrath of Jordy. Once again, guys, show them some love. JCF Criminal Psychology really did well done. I love that guy. Yeah. Shout out to uh, him. Great content from them. Uh, shout out to them as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll get into Francis' favorite part of the show. Last thoughts, uh, Angie? Not really. I just hate that bitch. Yeah. I just want to slap her and man. Who do you I think is worse? Her, Casey Anthony, uh, D'Alanto, uh, um, Dahlia? Who's worse? Am Amato? Or Casey, or Casey, uh, or, or, um, uh, or Courtney Clenny. Yeah, of all the bimbos that we've covered. Well, as I said before, this bitch and Casey are best friends. So I'll put them both together. I think they're the worst. Like I think the lady they, that did the hit on her husband is crazy too. What, the, Dahlia? Dahlia? The one, yeah. The Palanto or whatever her name is. Yeah, but she was way more stupid than these two. That's true. She was even more delusional. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, no, no, no. You know what? Jody was the most delusional by far. I think. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah Jody was. Yeah. <laughs> she was very stupid though. So, um, yeah. So anyway, she has prison for the rest oh, of her life. Oh, I wanted to say something. Hang on, I forgot. Forgot. Go forgot. Go so yeah, I've been. I've been saying. Panic boom. And she was. Um, she had a pathological disorder. Hang on, I got it here. Yeah, so this chick got diagnosed by uh, with uh, borderline personality disorder, which is a little bit slightly different than a bipolar disorder. Mm. So yeah, she was crazy, like oh, literally crazy. You don't say. We didn't we didn't see it at, at all during this four hour broadcast. But I mean, <laughs> apart from all the bitches that we've seen, she was actually insane. Yeah, yeah, not, I think, not I th insane I think though. Courtney Clenny because... has probably some 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 BPD issues as well. You think? I saw him wrong with Courtney Clenny. That chick is delusional too. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. She is. Well, she belongs to the streets, too. That's true. What's yeah. the hat? Uh, I don't know where it is. You put it somewhere. Well, it's, I don't know. Okay. All right. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Like the video on your way out. Subscribe to the channel, man. Gave you all a four-hour pod on this crazy-ass yeah. chick. Um, you guys, thank you so much for, for your support. I'll be reading the comments. I'll be reading everything you, you comment on the video. And if you keep it up with the cases, okay, I'm writing them all down. And, like, I comment them with, like, Myron, so we check them out. We definitely check them out. Yeah, no, we definitely. Thank do you for watch your them. support and like everyone that keeps telling me like I've got I've got like a trash English, and <laughs> what else they say? They uh, say crazy stuff like you're a foreigner. Yeah, keep keep. I heard. Uh, keep I, roasting I, her, guys. Keep roasting her. No, don't, don't, keep doing it. <laughs> don't keep doing it. No, and the girl that said like uh keep it to keep keep with uh, keep with your Spanish. Yeah, uh, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> what the? Some girl made fun of your Spanish? Yeah. What did she say? She said, like, stick to the Spanish. See, mama do well, mama do well. Don't chick, man. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that one. Like the video on your way out. Subscribe to the channel. Don't check send dick Angie. pics. Don't. Yes. Don't. Check Angie out I keep on reading you. And send dick pics. Don't. Alright. Uh... <laughs> Well, someone's in the chat says she speaks better English than French. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have Fresh and Fit tomorrow, Monday, Monday for y'all at 7 p.m. Um, we're going to Dubai. Guys, um, oh, actually, no, I promised that I was going to give you guys the link for the book. So you know what? Since you guys are here, let me drop the link for the book right here for y'all real quick. Uh, hold on. I'll put it in the chat for y'all. 
Uh, my bad. I would have. Bam. There it is, guys. Y'all, since you guys stuck around for four hours, there is a link to my shit. book. Okay. Why Holy. women deserve less. <laughs> All right. Why women deserve less. Book is out now. You guys can go ahead and click that Amazon link and go ahead and get your copy. I'll pin it real quick for y'all so you guys can quickly. Valentine's gift. Yeah, you your, your Valentine's gift for uh, your girl so that she knows that she deserves less. Um, and then yes. what else? You guys um, gotta stop hating, man. You be you know, hating this don't, shot. Don't, don't feed the troll, Angie. <laughs> you just you just keep it moving. Internet one hundred and one. Anyway, yeah, guys. So yeah, the book is out. Link is there. Go ahead and get it. And then also, as far as uh, we're definitely gonna do JFK nine eleven, all that stuff. Uh, or Ryan Dawson. It's gonna be a good time. But like I said before, once we talk about them boys, we're gonna move on to Rumble so that we get canceled. Um, and then Angie's Instagram is gonna be below. So and 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 Helica. With mm-hmm. two A's, Angelica, no, with common spelling. Yeah, with two A's. With yeah, two A's yeah. at the yeah, end. Can you put it in the uh, chat for them real fast? Yeah, of course. And then, uh, yeah, man, other than that, man, I think that's really it, I think, because I always forget stuff. Oh, let me make sure I didn't miss any of your guys' chats. Uh, oh, Three Diglets sent something in. Three Diglets goes, 100 bucks. For people who want to know who demodded Zena, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> Oh, you're a fucking cloud, bro. This is a uh, thank you, man. Just jumped in y'all's high uh, energy. Uh, Words and Helica, great job. Great break. Good breakdowns. Good tangible quality. Keep it up, Angie. Oh, and actually, you know, matter of fact, I will give her a credit as well because um, she was the one that said to do Jody Arias. Um, she yeah. actually said do Jody Arias. It had come up like in a super chat once or twice. But she was like, no, watch this, watch this. You're really going to enjoy it. And when I saw it, I was like, damn, I think the people really enjoy it because there's a lot of psychological um, stuff in that breakdown yeah, as well. I, that I you keep enjoying these cases because of the psychological, um, you know, facts about them. Yep. Uh, Liam, has Nico watched any of your videos, though? I don't know. Can't wait for Dawson to expose them boys, a.k.a. Mossad, a.k.a. Yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. You already uh, They shall who shall not be named. All right. We, we, we don't want to get canceled over here. Y'all know what time it is. Um, but we we chase facts over here. We don't we don't attack people. We we chase the facts. Um, just prevails. This never happens in divorce. Facts. Yeah, man. Guys, don't sit, man. Don't take girls back that don't deserve it. You know, Travis probably would have been alive today if he was red pill aware. Real talk. They, uh, uh, you guys, yeah, you keep telling me about uh, Christopher Dorn. I've been reading your chats. Uh, definitely take it into consideration. Oh, Green River Killer too. We, we write. Oh that, yeah, write yeah, that yeah. Down. I got it. I got it. I got it. You wrote that one down. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Green River Killer. He actually has the most confirmed kills after Samuel Little. Um, yeah, yeah definitely we'll, we'll do that for you guys as well. Green River Killer, I've already studied him up. Um, uh, Ridgeway, yeah, I've, I've already studied him up. He was going crazy in the 80s, bro. Um, let's see here. I just want to make sure I didn't miss any of you guys. Spider-Man, I bought the book for Mary Jane. Thank you, Spider-Man. I appreciate it, bro, because Mary Jane deserves <laughs> less. Uh, Tristan, uh, W Freedom of Speech. I appreciate that, Tristan um let's see here i think we're caught up yeah i just want to make sure i didn't miss any of your guys' chats because some of y'all got mad at me last time <laughs> all right get the book guys why women deserve less i'm gonna do the you guys get a special exclusive link uh since you guys stuck it out for four plus hours i'm gonna go ahead and uh do the official drop monday night when we're on live for after hours um 86 pages i cover everything in the book Angie's Instagram will be below. Timestamps will be below. I love you guys. I truly do. I hate getting off air. But we actually got to film another episode of um, Fed It for you guys. After this, we're going to get some food, film another Fed It. Uh, we'll see what we do. Man, maybe, stop hating Cena. Cena is the best. Maybe we'll do uh, Ana Montes or DePolito or whatever. We'll figure it out. Oh, with DePolito, yes. Yes, that was. We might do, do that, that one, one for y'all. But either way, 
Another episode of Fed It will drop on this Thursday. Love you guys. Catch you guys on the next one. Get the book. Link is pinned. Love y'all. Peace. I was a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. No one else has these documents, by the way. Here's what FedEx covers. Dr. Lafredo confirmed lacerations due to stepping on glass. Murder investigation.